This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Come up, lay it down, just a Matt Mari. Wrestling liver half ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every week, and it's feeling like a party. Pull a Ric Flair, huh? Showing out like a young couple Blair, huh? That's podcast, flush it in the air, huh? From the rings, and we win it, don't care, huh? No cap. Throw them up, lay it down, just a Matt Mari. Wrestling liver half ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every week, and it's feeling like a party. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast. I'm your host, Mari Forth. And with me, as always, my co-host, my tag team partner, the D'Lo Brown to my Ron Simmons, Mr. Matt Scott. Matt, how's it going? Good. You remembered to have a black tag team. I did. The final week of Black For the History final Month. week. I totally forgot. Each week. So uh, good job on that. And I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be black. Happy to be um, D'Lo Brown with like the neck. Ugh. I don't know if everyone can Wait, hear my neck? neck cracking right now, but like I'm trying to crack it for the listeners who can't see uh, my uh, D'Lo Brown impression there. But yeah. Mari, how's it going? It's going good. I mean, this has felt like a long week. Not going to lie. Um, yeah. But in a in a in a good way because now we're at the weekend we're back here we're back at the weekend we're actually a week away from the elimination chamber it feels like longer than that but um matt how did you feel about the elimination chamber uh like overall i had a lot of fun watching and if you are watching the youtube version you could see this yes. beautiful image of the elimination chamber set on our youtube check it out there'll be lots of other photos i i actually I this was the one show that I was like the most into from out of the Saudi shows. Maybe one because really? they had so many women's matches on the card. Oh, that's and they, true. But also, and you know, as a spoiler, I mentioned this beforehand, but like they were wearing their ring gear. Yeah. <laughs> I've talked about this like multiple times, how I always fall out of it when I'm like, what is like why are they wearing t-shirts to the ring? Mm-hmm. It's just weird for wrestlers. Um, it's not a street fight, you know? And so like, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed um, seeing some of the ring gear and I'm going to pull up, I'm pulling up the images, but um, like Dewdrop and all of the women had basically custom ring gear yeah. that was made for the Saudi shows because obvi- like, unfortunately um, they, had to cover up their bodies even more, which is a whole other conversation that we've had mm-hmm. many times on this podcast. Um, but 
I liked that they didn't lose their individuality, and it was cool that they all kind of had the thing going on. Uh, Rhea Ripley looked like a dominatrix. Um, as she might Sonya need to Deville, keep that. Actually. Uh, I mean, she <laughs> keep, keep the. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot I could say there, but I'm just saying she could wear that in the ring. She could wear that after she's. She could wear that whenever she wants. Yeah. Um. So Th- this was awesome because I was like because. Because we we had talked about it on the last show. We're like, I think you even said something to the effect of like, sometimes the bigger shirts, yeah, you said take take you out of it. So yeah. when they all started like walking to the ring, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, they don't have to wear the shirts. I mean, it and it's something, it might be like yeah. small, but I think it's actually a very like big, like progressively because I mean, we went from, um, uh, you know, Alexa, I know this was in a different country, but like Alexa and Sasha wrestling, like in their like full gears with their, with the really big baggy shirts right. on to make sure like they couldn't even show like the female figure. Mm-hmm. To now, at least them being able to wear one piece bodysuits where you can see all of their figure uh-huh. <laughs> for some of them. Um, they, they tricked them. They were like, oh, yeah, they're going to be, they'll be fully covered. Don't worry. No, actually, it's <laughs> funny though, because I'm just trying to wrap my head around those conversations. Yeah. Like, okay, we're not going to have them wear shirts. They're going to be fully covered. And I just see like the government officials being like, okay, it's all good. Like, we're, we're on board. And then they see them come out and they're like, oh, <gasps> What? <laughs> what? Um, oh. But no, they they look they all looked amazing. Um, yeah, they and, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it. yeah, but I love Liv Morgan's uh, outfit was actually inspired by the Britney Spears "Oops, I Did Again" video, which was great. That's I mean, the, the video, the fashion. I'm yeah. telling you, yeah, "Oops, I Did Again." Rhea, we talked about her all black, and then and then Bianca. She, I, I'm assuming, but I'm pretty sure I know it. I know this for a fact. She made her whole entire like the really shiny. Of purple yeah. bodysuit i mean it they really looked so good um it, it was amazing I, I i did like that uh part of, of elimination chamber also the um of uh, becky and lita was really oh yep there it is there's uh if you're watching us on youtube bianca has her uh bodysuit uh. on with it's so great you know we'll talk about more about you know the outcome of those matches but we just wanted to touch on a little bit of the the stuff that we liked after a a week (laughs) a week after it yeah um and i did actually like the the ronda and naomi match versus um charlotte and sonia i like the whole one arm behind the back thing though was kind of like it it, it, i couldn't take it seriously i couldn't take that match seriously like that but i still thought it was it it was a good look for all of the girls involved so Uh, you know what on that note we're not going to talk about it a lot i didn't love it i Mm -hmm. ronda rousey is not at the level where she could have a one arm tied behind her back without it looking <laughs> awkward, especially yes. just the turning. So mm-hmm. that's that. But I, I she mean, was using that arm a little bit. Yeah, but also yeah, like it was just awkward looking, yeah. and like it kind of looked like. And I, I only watched it the one time. Yeah, um, but it did just kind of look like they had to. Like the timing was a little bit off. I, I specific. I'm thinking of things with Sonia. Yeah, her so, yeah. Mm-hmm. so whatever. I mean, it is what it is. But you were mentioning the Lita Becky match. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that match? I thought it was good. I thought it was way better than a lot of us anticipated, <laughs> to be quite honest. But I, mean, like, <laughs> I, I just get nervous. I get nervous yeah. uh, all every time. Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, we haven't said this explicitly, but like Lita. I mean, she's. 
she's almost 50. She's Uh almost 50, which is like not a, I mean, when keeping in mind that 10 years ago, maybe the average age of the women was like 27 or something like that. Like they were all really young. And I mean, a lot of them are still really young. And so I don't know. I was impressed. I was very impressed. Very impressive. And to me, it's kind of not even her age. That's impressive to me. It's just us knowing all of her history of all of her injuries and that her wrestling style is way more like unique and extreme than most of the women, you know, were, especially at her at the time she was wrestling. So that's that's the scary part for me is just knowing she had all those (laughs) neck injuries and the knee injuries. And you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, calm um, down. Just like get on the just tell her to get on like the stay on the ground keep both feet on the ground <laughs> you don't need to jump off of things and flip like we get it we'll still be happy that you're we'll there still yeah be happy uh, but yeah. that that was awesome and so maybe we'll see her back around for another run who knows but um if not that was really solid and i'm sure she'll be back for rumbles and all the other random stuff yeah exactly and but um becky lynch oh sorry don't becky lynch yeah, she just did. had to mention her, <laughs> and we'll talk a lot about her to, uh, today. Um, so a little bit more news around the WWE. Um, the Undertaker was officially announced for the Hall of Fame class this year, 2022, mm-hmm. which it's so weird because I feel like three years ago, like the Hall of Fame announcements, like were really like they did it like like basically immediately after the new year happened, they would then un- unveil like a different Hall of Famer like every week or every other week leading up to WrestleMania. But like now it feels like they don't even like, like it doesn't feel like a big production like it did just two to three years ago. So yeah. I'm actually really Mm-mm. like it's weird to me. I don't know what they're thinking, Mari. I one wrap my head around it. Um the Undertaker obviously is a big deal in mm-hmm. the world of wrestling. We get that, but um yeah, they could have stressed this more the hall of fame class more it was also kind of a strange week where he was announced this week and we also just had the news of cody cody rhodes leaving aew recently and everyone's still talking about that Mm -hmm. and then there's also news of stone cold steve austin possibly returning to the ring which we talked Mm -hmm. about so i just this kind of gets lost in the shuffle yes it is he all, like I thought didn't we all we probably already thought he was a Hall of Famer. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Like, yeah, because they they showed a really long package for him at the Saudi Arabia show. At this point, Every if it if it wasn't the women, him. yeah, if it wasn't the women, I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, why do they just keep bringing up the Undertakers cuz they love the Undertaker over there? But then I realized like, oh no, he's the the Hall of Fame class. And then this the weird thing too is this year yeah. the Hall of Fame is going to be done at the same time as smackdown yeah it's i don't i don't understand either they they made some announcement that the hall of fame and smackdown were going to take i don't know if they meant just the same night or at the same time but it sounded like they they said the same time so i i don't know i don't know um maybe i'm sorry Mm -hmm. mari could we just look at this picture of the undertaker why i just no one wants to see this man. He literally looks like a dead man at this point. <laughs> like, I, his little wrinkly chest. He's literally, he looks like half Undertaker, half Ric Flair. And I oh, just, no. I mean, where's the lie? It, there, there isn't. It's just like, it's like, okay, like the Hall of Fame hasn't really 
like I don't watch the Hall of Fame, but I did really enjoy them unveiling who, you know, I who's at who's the class. And so if he's I'm assuming he's the top, he's the main, they always do the main eventer of the Hall of Fame, Big I guess. Dog. Yeah. And then they always have like I, I, I do love the different categories because you know every year it's like it feels like they have to slot in a different category. It's like, okay, who's the woman going into the Hall of Fame yeah. this year? Always you know, and then woman. who's the Just one black one. person going into the Just Hall of Fame one. this year? Just uh-huh. the one. Um are there any or tag, tag teams team. going? They might be yeah. a black tag team and then <laughs> yeah. they get, they <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Rumor is they wanted to put in Jeff and Matt. Hard. Oh no, they wanted to put in Jeff Hardy, but not Matt Hardy or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then and yet, that's not a black tag team, so <laughs> they wouldn't have checked that box. And then they normally have like a celebrity too, and then the Warrior Award winner. So I mean, I, I usually like I enjoy the unveiling more than I don't even I don't even watch the show. So we'll see if we get any more announcements from here, or maybe I don't know, maybe we miss them. But they, we're okay cares? with that. We're, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um Corey and Carmella, they, they're getting a show. Like it was announced like they had a um Yay. a trailer good for, for it. Yeah, well, good for them. Happy sure. for the, Whatever. Good for the, yay, good for them. <laughs> Is that do we have to say anything else about about them or that? No, uh, that's it. That was good. Well, I mean, no, like, I mean uh, look, Mari, you know me. We all at least have to have we have to talk about it enough for me to pull up an image, and we haven't oh, okay, done that yeah. yet. So yeah. um let's stall for time. But like <laughs> how, I'm just gonna I'm not gonna ask you how you feel, but I'm just gonna say um there are other people who could have had a show. Okay. Uh, Bianca yeah. Belair and Montez Ford uh would be the number one on my list, but excellent. I but mean I'm, just I, what is this trend what is this trend of like wrestling couples getting shows like i like uh, the bellas like truly started this, this trend ms and maurice got their own show cody and, and brandy had their show now i mean it's you know, on youtube and, but so carmella carmella from the last season of total divas that i watched and carmella was on it and she was also dealing with the Corey stuff while she was on total divas it was not compelling to me like it was not compelling it was yeah. mostly maybe it was because the time they were going through because it was right when they had announced that they were together and she was like um kind of getting death threats because people said she broke up his marriage and stuff yeah so yeah. she was just crying a lot of the time and you know it was just weird so um yeah good for them it's a youtube show so you can watch it or you you know yeah it's just like what's the interest i mean yeah we could move on i'm just (laughs) (laughs) not interesting but maybe we'll watch maybe we'll watch if the people if we get watch this mari if we get five reviews for our podcast that mention Carmella and Corey Graves. We will. Oh, Jesus. Actually, no, no, no. Three. No, no, no. Do three it. Reviews. Oh, three. Okay, okay. We will lower we'll, we'll, the bar. We'll here. Okay. talk about this show at some point. Maybe only once, but still. Gotcha. I'm and I'm just checking, making sure. No, we don't any. have any new reviews. Okay. <laughs> I don't worry. Okay. Um, which is a good reason to leave reviews, people. But we'll talk about that in the plug section. Anything else in terms of the news, though, Mari? Ah. Um. Yes. <laughs> Who's like, calling I was, you? I, I, no, I started listening to our own podcast while I was trying to look. <laughs> um. Wait, so, that's the way we're gonna get our views up. Our like, views up. Keep, yeah. Our listens. Just keep listening during the podcast, or else we'll maybe we should sit back and listen to our podcast on our podcast. 
Why would we do that? No. Um, I mean, then we don't have to talk as much. So next up, Cesaro did not re-sign his WWE contract. Mm -hmm. effectively leaving wwe and so we got this question from ben uh what would what what would be cesaro's best move now that he left the company in your opinion Uh, whatever he wants to do because he's first and foremost yes well yeah uh, always first and foremost but like the other whatever they want is that Cesaro is like very talented, but specifically he has been employed with this company for so long. Like I hope yeah. that he saved up a lot of money. I hope mm-hmm. that he's in a good place health wise. And mm-hmm. you know, if he wants to take some time for himself, great. If he wants to work somewhere else, great. But it it does sound like his contract just expired, which means mm-hmm. that there's not a no compete clause, which means he could show up anywhere soon. Oh, so nice. I would actually like to see him somewhere that I'll actually watch. So I'm going to go with AEW, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, crowded over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only sad part about that, but he's talented. He's very talented. And, you know, I, I think I, you know, I I can't watch it all, but I think he would do really good over in Japan as well. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. But I don't know how far away he wants to be from his wife, Sarah, who is right now still currently from what we understand, right? The the head trainer for the <gasps> women's division. I forgot that they're married. Yeah. Sarah mm-hmm. Amato, a.k.a. Yeah. Sarah Del Rey. Wow. I mm-hmm. I think so, I knew that they're married. Okay. Well, good for yeah. them. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no. Yeah, we'll see where he goes. I agree with you. Japan would be like the most, probably the best fit in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, there's not like an ROA, a ring of. I was just about to say, well, ROH, I don't know, because ROH did kind of have an announcement like they're coming back, uh, kind of. Like, I don't know if it's just for special shows they, yeah. or they were close to a TV deal. There was some other they never company that's close to a f- TV deal again, too. Maybe like GCW or something. I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. no, they didn't. Yeah, they, they're, they didn't officially go away. So yeah. They're, They'll be around for his special shows. Hopefully he shows up on those. He was a big mainstay in, in uh, that promotion. Uh, yeah. So maybe, yeah. I mean, the great thing about the wrestling landscape right now is you can find it anywhere and everywhere. And it's, that's only good for the, you know, performers. So um, let's see. What else do we have? Um all right, so uh, that's it for the news. Uh, we just want to let you know you can always email us wrestling at robhasawebsite.com. Uh, we got a very lovely email from Kenny this week. Yeah, and I don't want to read it because it's just very self-congratulatory if I do, <laughs> but Kenny, um, thanks for the shout-out and the love of, of the podcast. It's great that we're able to engage you more or re- really in- re-engage you in pro wrestling. And yeah. um, Kenny mentioned that this was um, their first elimination chamber and so um, that was really awesome but yeah that's what we're about if you have friends who are wrestling fans or lapsed wrestling fans or non-fans like point us point them our way because yeah we try to we try to we try to be for the people the people yeah. who aren't already our people if that makes yeah. sense 
Kenny, your email like really brightened up our day, like when we first saw it, because we loved it. You know, we talked about last week um, after losing um, Dak. Yeah, like there's so many. We know there's so many people out here in the community, and we just want to be able to to talk to you guys more. You know what I'm saying? And and not just on a you know um, like an ego boosting way. It's just like we know you're out no. there. We love interacting with everybody, and that's like I I, I don't want to talk for Matt, but it's just one of those things. Like I I really wish I got to talk to Dak more. You know, yeah, uh, before he passed. So that's that's why we we did that reach we, that reach out last week. We just really want to hear from you guys just to see how y'all are doing and, and to yeah. engage because this is a wonderful community and we are both so glad to be a part of it and we just want to you know we want to engage so yeah 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 and like it, and so i mean you know not to callously lead into our plugs but one right. thing i'll say actually <laughs> one thing I'll, I'll mention um you know we talked about the email and i know mari normally like plugs all, all the things but i'll just mention the email um wrestling at rob has a website.com as a place to reach us and we love to get your emails and i'll probably reply once you email but the other place that i just want to plug before getting into our other plugs is job has a squad cast the yes. facebook group where we're getting where we always get questions from our listeners and from the community. And if you are someone who's a listener and you want to interact with other wrestling fans, um, hit us up, like DM us, tweet us, email us asking to be part of the group and we could um, get you hooked up there. Cause it's always good to be in company with other wrestling fans in this RHAP world. Yes. And you can always talk to us on Twitter using hashtag wrestling wrap up or at wrestling wrap up on Twitter. Um, and of course, hopefully you're already subscribed, but also tell a friend to tell a friend, subscribe oh. to our podcast feed at the, uh, Rob has a website.com slash wrestling feed. If you put that in, you will be able to sus- subscribe wherever you get your rest, your podcast <laughs> said your wrestling podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Also, hopefully you're looking at our wonderful faces here on YouTube on um, Rob has a podcast, YouTube uh, channel. You just search Rob has a podcast in the wrestling wrap up and we'll pop right up there. Subscribe there to know whenever we drop our videos. And finally, it is about to be the beginning of the month. So it is the perfect time to uh, sign up for the RHAP Patreon account. Um, So uh, the RHAP Patreon Patreon account gives you access to exclusive uh, patron five for fives, um, exclusive uh, shows like the slop. Um, you get access to the the once Survivor starts. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have so many Survivor um, patron exclusives, and we have to plug. It was just announced we're gonna have another live show this year. Yay! There will be an RHAP live event, a uh, live know it alls, if you will, in New York this May, and tickets will go on sale next week. Um, Friday, March 4th, and the patron, the patrons will get first crack at those ticket sales. So those Ooh. tickets are going to go out fast. So if you want to join us in New York, I would suggest you go and become an RHAP patron. So just go to www.patreon.com slash RHAP to sign up. Uh, I think that's it, Matt. So, uh, this is oh. where we, we announce our super duper guests. We do. We have two. We have two guests today, and I get to introduce them, and yes, it's an honor and a privilege. So I'm gonna do it. Come on, Mar- should I go? Just do it, Mari. Just dive Just in. Just do it. Just go okay. right into it. <clears throat> 
Making their way to the podcast from the Challenge Rehap Up, a podcasting mixed tag team. And it's not a battle of the sexes, exes, or rivals. One, two, or three. <laughs> Get ready to throw the gauntlet and step into the inferno because this duo is total madness. Welcoming on Wrestling Rehap Up Fresh Meat. And maybe, just maybe, it's about to get cutthroat. She's loyally, lovely, luminescent, a guaranteed laugh, a Jersey local, and many would say a living legend. And he's a bad boy, a hall brawler, a brain, a brilliant podcaster, and allegedly a huge fan of Johnny Banana. He's welcome. No, 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 no. The double agents. Ali flashing out flasher and Brian Owen. Bam 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 bam. Oh wow. I am carrying you around with me everywhere I go in life. Every time I walk into a room, that is what is gonna be said. Thank you, because I'm about to pass out. Yeah, he was about to pass out. He's definitely about to pass out. That was a good one, Matt. That was really good. (sighs) Hey guys, thank you for being here. I'm so excited. I wish I had like a steel chair and I could just bash Brian (laughs) in the Oh, don't put me in the concussion protocol. I don't want to lose my Yes, uh, talk about an intro. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, oh. Matt. So we do, we have the great Ali Lasher and Brian Cohen from the RHAP Challenge uh, Rehap Up podcast. And I mean, again, one of the two of those guests where we kept saying, we need Brian and Ali on the show. We need Brian and Ali on the show. I'm like, you're right. We need Brian and Ali on the show. Mm-hmm. And I kept forgetting to ask. Do you need show? <laughs> You've anyone... literally been like, I'm sure there's documented list. proof, have, like, like for a yes. year. You've been on <laughs> yes. at least one list for a year. And I just, watch I just kept dropping the ball. It was my fault. I don't want to be on the list, but if this is the list, I'll take it. I'll take it if it's this list. Fair yes. Enough. So we'll start. We'll, we'll start with Brian because uh, oh. Brian, can you explain to us what your wrestling background is? How much, like, how much you used to watch wrestling? Do you currently watch wrestling? Tell us. Tell us w- sure. what you're what you're doing. So growing up, I I was a huge wrestling fan. I started probably watching when I was like six or seven years old, and I would watch every single week, every single pay per view until nice. I was like thirteen or fourteen. I would say, and then it kind of started to fall off. So, like, I watched the rise of SmackDown. I was there for the Attitude mm. Era. I watched all those guys. And then since then, I would kind of pop in and out if I kind of would catch something that like intrigued me because I I try to follow a couple of, like wrestling people on Twitter mm-hmm. besides you guys, of course, like, as well, <laughs> just to try to keep up with what's going on. So if I see like clips or pop, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'll uh, pop back on. Like I remember when The Rock first came back, like in 2012 mm. or 2013, yeah. that got mm-hmm. me back yeah. into it for a while. Um, and then I would, you know, every time there's an event here, I would maybe try to go. So, uh, right now I would say I'm not in my watching phase. Uh, mm-hmm. but I did watch Royal Rumble, which, which was a uh, fun thing yes. to get back into. But so anytime there's anything interesting, I try to hop back in. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, and just to follow up to that, Brian, like you mentioned, like, so you're, you're, you're well, you and Allie are both in the New York area. Like, mm-hmm. has, is there like a highlight from your wrestling fandom in the New York area? Because it like, I grew up in North Jersey, so I went to Madison square garden and the other arenas around there, but like mm-hmm. any, any highlights with that in mind, as we talk about New York and this upcoming live show. Yeah. I mean, I went to uh WrestleMania when it was at MetLife. Uh, that was when the rock. Oh, oh, I think yeah. it was him for Cena. I think it was like CM Punk versus Undertaker. And that was a really cool thing. It was very cool. It's happy to be very cold, unfortunately, but that was a very <laughs> fun experience uh, to go there. Um, <laughs> and some of the Raws have been really great. I mean, just, I mean, but like for me, like the best time was growing up as a kid, like all that stuff. I still 
Uh, anytime I get back in the wrestling, I find myself going down the YouTube rabbit hole and just watching yep. old clips and highlights and stuff like that. So that's what I did like during Royal Rumble when I was bored. I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch all the like 2000 highlights of matches and promos and stuff. So that to <laughs> me has always been like my highlights. Anytime you get a rock Austin promo, Triple H stuff, that, that stuff always uh, gets me going. Yep. The golden age of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, Ali, how about you? What is your uh, <laughs> exposure to wrestling? I'm just dead because all I've been able to think about is paper plane view, too. Like, there's something more there, but um, <laughs> you can choose a paper view. No, so I, so my brother and I watched like a hundred years ago, and then we would more like do our own. So I was like a big fan of the big show as a small child. I don't know <laughs> why, but um, and so and and we would do our own like wrestling things. Like my brother, he's gonna be mad that I said this and all, and at him, but he would be like Robert Laser Lasher. And then, like, his signature move was he'd like wrap himself in a blanket, and it would be the worm, and he would just like fall. It wasn't great, but it was fun. My entrance music was obviously Bad to the Bone, sung Ooh. by me. Um, <laughs> but so, but then, like, kind of nothing, right? I'm here very scared. Uh, you guys wanted to do this, and I love <laughs> all of you on this call, so I yeah. wasn't going to say no, but I am out of my depth. I will say, though, in watching the clips, the extremely well-curated clips that you guys sent over, like, what this has my number. Like, the fashion... <laughs> The drama, the, the shooting, drama. the athleticism. <laughs> like, I don't really, if you're a reality TV fan, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't be into this. Yes. And I think my life just ended because, like, I'm going to be, like, super into this now. <laughs> and, like, there goes whatever social life I did have. Yes. Well, welcome uh, to the dark side. <laughs> welcome to the dark side. Al- we have be- before we dive in, you know, we're going to get into the details. I need to ask you an important question. What's harder? Um, watching wrestling or watching the challenge? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, thank you, Julie Chen Moonves, for the question. Um, (laughs) No, well, that's another thing I was thinking of, Brian. Like, there's a lot of challenge overlap, like, especially Mm -hmm. with people like Edge being there. Like, these returning people show up. There are long-standing feuds. Like, you have to really know the history. I mean, I didn't really know the history, and so I was Googling history. I was like, okay, how did, how did he become... How did my Jewish king, MJF, <laughs> become, yes. like, a, an enemy of CM Punk, who was his childhood hero? And then I'm Googling, like, well, when did CM Punk leave the WWE? And, like, what, <laughs> like you have to kind of know it. And I feel like mm-hmm. new viewers to the challenge also do that all the time. We get, mm. I'm going to start tweeting at you guys, like, What's the history here? Like, why is this an issue? And then hopefully yeah. you'll respond and let me know. Not to mention, of and, course, the Miz, you know, getting his yeah, star from yeah. the challenge and then yeah. going to WWE. So, like, there is, and there, who was there was a WWE person just recently that did the show, um, but I think he quit. I can't find his name, but there was someone who just recently came over. <laughs> he quit. Um, I think he had like mental problems. He was like, I don't know. I don't like this. Oh, happening. Leo oh, Rush. Leo Rush. Yeah. Leo Rush. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So imagine me remembering that. Now that you said it, love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Leo, yeah, Leo Rush, um, I was happy to see him on the challenge, and I was actually happy when he left because he he has been he is one of those um wrestlers, black men especially, who has often talked about his struggles with his mental health and mm-hmm. raising his family and how his family meant everything to him. And it, and his mental health was one of the reasons he kind of left WWE as well. So I was, I was happy that he like, he's such a, 
he's so open about that so that hopefully more people will be open about it but that was it was the same thing in wwe like and i'm pretty sure it's what happened in the challenge house like they would try and haze him and he's like i'm not about to let you haze me like i know my self-worth so i'm not about to haze me and if i don't like the situation i can walk and and you know some people don't like that mentality but if if it's not if if there's a workplace or an environment that is like making you ill mentally emotionally whatever removing yourself from that situation is literally the best thing you can do you know what i'm saying one of, one of the best things you can yes do. So, welcome to mari's ted talk yeah exactly mental health off so I, the topics I love for Leo today Rush. yeah yeah no <laughs> exactly. um he's great there I, mm-hmm. and just as a side note i went to pull up some pictures of him on google there's a lot this uh, this he has a lot going on is all I'm saying. Oh. Only fans involved. We'll we'll ask Christ. Yeah. 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 I don't think I can show that on YouTube. But um there we can go. I ask an overarching that. question that's Please. like not you could ask gonna be helpful than helpful than me. So because like Leo's kind of like a smaller guy, and that's one thing. Yeah. So another th- so my brother, I mentioned this before we came on, but my brother is a big MMA fan. So I've definitely mm-hmm. seen more MMA in more recent years than WWE. But like, obviously, that's like extremely that goes by weight class. Like a lot of these clips, size does not seem to matter in yeah. the WWE. But then I heard them talking about being like the heavyweight championship. So it, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I don't know if we want to go clip by clip, but like I was kind of surprised that the size matchups aren't as big of a thing or don't seem to be as big of a thing. Well, I think like, you know, maybe maybe the comparison I would give here is thinking of superheroes. And, you know, like growing up, I think I kind of went from loving superheroes like the X-Men and Power Rangers to like loving pro wrestling. And the way I make sense of it is that different people just have different superpowers, right? Like Leo Rush is super fast, agile, could flip all over the place. He could duck, dive, dip, dive, and dodge, all of that. (laughs) And, you know, he's got that. Whereas like the big show has his size and strength, which could also be a hindrance. Like if Leo Rush jumps out of the way or you know if people target him because of that and so yeah they don't really wrestling is pretty inconsistent with how they've treated weight classes like Mm -hmm. they used to have a cruiserweight division which leo rush was part of Mm -hmm. so they did pay attention to and acknowledge people's size but like it is now that it's gone and they just kind of do what they want and put people against each other however they want and they ask people to this is the key term to suspend disbelief like oh leo rush could actually fight someone like the big show Um, that that's not the case but like they they ask us to believe that for the oh i believe it i'm just surprised they matched them up but i believe it i I saw dewdrop go up like she weighed one pound i I mean that's a whole yeah yeah that well that's that is the the the, uh real some of the more real where you're like oh well i guess i probably couldn't like i can't lift anyone um like bianca or dewdrop for that matter and so yeah it, it does we do get to see the impressive like actual strength and talent that people have sometimes and that's I think that was a great analogy there, Matt. It It truly is about superheroes and like good guy, bad guy dynamics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because not to compliment myself. (laughs) No, it it truly is because that's what you want to think of it. Whenever they're pitting people up against each other, they're more thinking about their dynamics as characters than what the like the physical limitations can actually be. Because you can, in wrestling, you can always get around those, like Matt 
smartly pointed out. So yeah, think of it like that. Think of it always as a battle of good versus evil in a sense. Um, so let's see. And let's speaking just get into of good and evil, okay, uh, exactly. yeah, now we're getting into the clips. Uh, no, I don't know. I just want to pull up this beautiful image of our uh, favorite uh, Bianca Billy. Oh, there you go. Yes. And, yeah. Which is perfect. Um, yeah, which is perfect. So we will start here. We will start at uh, Becky versus Bianca at WrestleMania. It is now official. So at Elimination Chamber, uh, we kind of showed you guys the fashions of it all. But at Elimination Chamber, the women were um, the women were fighting to become the number one contender for Becky's belt. And uh, Bianca won. Rightfully so. And these two, so we got we get a promo from Bianca and Becky, and then we get the match of Bianca versus Dewdrop. And this promo just set everything up. It set the stage for what we're looking at for the, the next five weeks between uh, Becky and Bianca for WrestleMania. And I mean, I loved it. And so this storyline has been going on since SummerSlam of last year. So August of last year where Bianca was the champion, Becky came back in a surprise return and like <laughs> a sucker punched Bianca and won the match in 26 seconds. And ever since then, Bian uh, Becky has had the belt and Becky has basically been dipping, dodging and ducking beyond Bianca for that belt. And mm -hmm. I love this promo because Bianca was talking about how you told me to get at the back of the line. Well, girl, I went to the back of the line and now I'm back at the front. Um, and I thought this was great character work from her. The crowd thought she was like completely over with the crowd you could tell the crowd was be behind Bianca they've actually consistently been be behind Bianca which I love that for her and um I thought it was a good babyface promo when WWE doesn't normally give us good babyface promos yeah uh, yeah and then we get Becky coming out with uh on the flip side a good bad guy promo because i loved what she said about how like she everybody loved her until she took bianca's championship so the people turned on her so because the people hate her she now hates bianca and i mean this is great this is and, and this is long-term storytelling people always say that wwe does not give long-term storytelling but when they do like this people say oh it was predictable we knew bianca was going to win the elimination chamber yes we did because it was a logical next step in this storyline and i'm so glad it's happening and um i thought this was a great promo i want to get your guys's um take before we go into the match itself so uh ali what did you think about the, this bianca and becky back and forth here yeah it doesn't surprise me that the crowd was with Bianca. I feel like even just from the few clips I saw, she seems like a completely fully realized character who's like very mm -hmm. rootable. Um, the look is great. Uh, mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, it was like Pixar's brave. So I wasn't as intimidated <laughs> by <laughs> Becky. Um, but it was, but it was exciting. I wanted to see more of this clip when it's like, you know, a fight. This is interesting to me though. Cause like a fight breaks out like prior to WrestleMania. And when these fights happen in like the negotiations, we see later clips where it's like not the real match, but a fight happens. Like mm -hmm. nothing's on the line there, right? This is such a stupid right. question, but it's just how do those resolve? <laughs> like they just kind of like let go and like shake it off and leave. Yeah, yeah. Great so question. it's like 
It's like uh, people just they 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 fight. They they're like, oh, this isn't a match. We just feel like punching each other in the face. And so they're like, normally they'll have people like you know come and pull them uh, away or something okay. like that. But you know they they because we already have these matchups set. These matchups are set. You know um, between Bianca and Becky and then Brock and Roman. We still have five weeks to WrestleMania. So they have to. They're gonna have to find ways to build on that without you know giving uh, giving too much away um right. like having them do singles matches or anything like that so that's where the creative process is going to be at for the next five weeks and it's always can be touch and go with wwe because if yeah. you have a hot storyline you need to find ways to keep it hot and we'll see if they can do that but no matter what happens these are these are what we're getting these are are the matches so I will say from a reality TV, like lover's perspective, I thought Becky, you know, we often see like, oh, you're playing the victim. I like the Mm -hmm. reclaiming of the victim. Like, okay, yeah, Yeah. I am the victim. Like, you ruined my life. (laughs) Yeah, the best. I've always thought the best WWE storylines or promos are when it's like baked in reality. So her being like, Mm -hmm. I was the face, but now they like you. So that makes me hate you and me hate the fans. And then it's like, you turn on the fans and you start criticizing like whatever city you're in, you make fun of the sports team and you make fun of all that. That that to me is always what it makes WWE so fun and entertaining is when reality and the fans can impact people's, whether they're a face or a heel, whether they like them or don't like them. And it gets involved in the promos and the storytelling. So Becky Mm -hmm. dropping that, like it's almost like, like what came first? Did it, was this always a storyline of Becky being the the heel and uh, Bianca being the face or did the fans push that storyline? And like, you don't really know. It's like the chicken or the egg. And that's mm-hmm. what makes wrestling sometimes so fun is when it's all kind of convoluted together. Exactly. And that is actually a very good point, Brian, because when we were watching, we watched SummerSlam and we were like, what just happened? We were, we had not been more. <laughs> I was like, no, they did not just end Bianca's streak in 26 seconds. Like, yeah, g- you know, go back and listen to that yeah. podcast, by the way, because we recorded it right, like, right literally after. Like midnight mm-hmm. or whatever it was, <laughs> right after the show happened. So we were not in a good mood then. Exactly. But it captures it captures how a lot of the wrestling fan base reacted to it, and it's great because they keep every single week they bring up. Uh, like Becky beating Bianca in 26 mm-hmm. seconds, which in one sense could make Bianca look really bad, except she owns it. And it, it's very logical how it, how it happened. Yeah. She wasn't expecting to face Becky, all of that. Um, and Bianca's uh, done a great job to come back from it and work yeah. her way up, which was again, the other truth in the promo that she has kind of gone the long way around to get back to the championship exactly and and that's the thing when it happened at SummerSlam we were very upset and we were like but it has to pay off in the long run and we were really afraid because WWE often does not pay off in the long run um and but this is this is it we're getting the payoff here you know we'll see what happens at WrestleMania I'm hoping that you know Bianca takes her championship back because that would also make storyline sense plus Becky has been talking about with her build-up to Lita how this championship is everything to her if you in the promo she said she's had the, the championship for three straight years which is I mean, technically kind of true because when she won that championship at WrestleMania 35, she held it for a full entire year 
Um, she defended it at WrestleMania 36, right when COVID hit. And then she had to give the belt up because she went and had a baby. And then when she came back from having a baby, she went straight into that Bianca match and got the belt back. So she's had the belt, you know, she hasn't had the belt, but she's had yeah. the belt for her, for her time there. Mm-hmm straight through and she talks about how she had to give up her fan give up the fans give up all of that for that belt so i think storyline wise if bianca beats becky for that belt the next logical step is to see where becky lands without the belt and i think that could be a really good storyline like does she just go crazy and, and embrace being an even worse heel because right now she's kind of playing like a delusional heel type character or does she try and go on this existential journey that brings her back to being a baby face so I just right. think there's way way more um, storyline there what, what, what think, I find Brian? so amazing is looking back like you know 10-15 years ago with wrestling how few women wrestlers there were and even the ones that they were there yeah. there weren't mm-hmm. they didn't really have many flushed out characters like I thought about things, seeing Lita still doing her thing like 20 years later it was yeah. like her and like two other people back in the day now it's like right. there's like 20, 30, 40 women wrestlers and they're all like fully mm-hmm. flushed out characters and it almost Love seems it. like outside of like Lesnar and Roman Reigns there's not a lot of good built-in men's storylines and it seems like all the intrigue is amongst like the women wrestlers it, which i just find so unbelievable <laughs> compared to like 20 years ago like that was the complete opposite case like you used to just be like trish stratus trying to like you know keep her job from vince getting like firing or something like that <laughs> and now it's like these like really intertwined uh, uh women's storylines and it's like for the men it's like i don't know i'm opening the challenge whoever wants to fight me could fight me and the women are like really built in like six month year-long storylines which is i mean is that like is that a, the right read based off how i've been yeah watching yeah you're talking to two huge women's wrestling fans so that's yeah. that's i mean that's how we take it yeah yeah and and by the way i just want to point out that was a very uh gracious way of describing trish stratus yeah, i was trying to be oh, like a dog, like like a dog. <laughs> matt's face exploded when you said that his head just <laughs> I, I was like yeah she her trying not to get fired yeah. you know like most people do yeah <laughs> <laughs> right with a tinge of sexual harassment just a tinge just a little bit yeah. yeah no yeah. that's it's uh. perfect it's perfect um, analysis there Brian because it truly feels like Les- they are building up Lesnar and Roman so much that all of the men are just at waylaid by it mm-hmm. and um but also you know we send y'all clips about stuff we want to talk about so there's a lot of men stuff that happened on raw but i don't, I don't mm-hmm. really oh yeah we don't i'll just i just want to mention logan paul was there but we're not talking about because we don't care so that's like yeah, i just find it so sad like leading yeah. up to wrestlemania like two of the matches are like i'm just issuing an open challenge to like whoever wants to fight me and that's like the match and it's not like you know a year-long build-up to a fight it's like it's, exactly. I, it's so sad yeah. It, yeah, it, exactly. That it truly is. The women are doing their long term booking. The men, I mean, Brock and Roman are long term in a sense like they just keep beating each other like back and forth at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um they they're like the ripcord, they're like the breaking case of emergency, it feels oh like. Gosh. Yeah. Um yeah. and it truly is. I I yeah, that is that is good analysis. Um any any final thoughts on the promo before we get into the uh the Dewdrop Bianca match? Nope. Okay. Let's talk about the Dewdrop and Bianca match. So do uh Drop and Bianca have actually been like like small feuding since like the end of last year, beginning of this year. Um they had three matches 
we've talked about this on the show where um, they initially were just sent out for like a five minute match and they had such good chemistry that they sent them out two more times consecutively and they just blew the roof off the place. And so here we get Becky basically running from Bianca again and we get Dewdrop versus Bianca again. And even though we've seen this match so many times at this point, it's still so good. That crowd was sucked in like, and it's a testament to, I I meant to say this a little bit earlier. It's a testament to Bianca's star power. I've said this so many times, like very few people go up against Becky Lynch and are actually cheered. Like Becky Lynch was one of the the biggest things in women's wrestling right before she left and was pregnant. So when she came back, I honestly don't think, like Brian pointed out, that they were anticipating people hating her taking that title off of Bianca. Because in their run-up last year, every time Becky faced anybody but Bianca, Becky was getting cheered. And um, Bianca is the only person who could elicit the the boos that, that Becky wanted as a heel. So that really does speak to both of them. It speaks to Becky being good as a heel. But more importantly, you can't have a, a bad guy without a good guy that people want to root for. So I definitely want to commend both of them for being able to elicit the correct crowd response, because that's really hard to do in the WWE. But getting this Dewdrop and Bianca match, I mean, it was like a Haas match. Uh, Ali, you were saying that the size differences, um, what did you think about this match? Yeah, this was like a really good example of like what a tremendously impressive like sport and display of athleticism mm-hmm. <laughs> this is. Like, it was really unbelievable to watch mm-hmm. Bianca, you know, drop Dewdrop. Um, yeah. and, and I liked Becky was doing the commentary on this, right? Yes. Becky. I yeah. did love, so I did love the intro. Yeah. I'm having an existential crisis because I should not oh. be watching female pro wrestlers and being like, I could use that. Like I really relate to that attitude. When they're like, it's great to have you. And she's like, it is great to have me. I was like living for that. So I, it makes sense hearing you talk about the flipping from the good guy to the bad guy with them, because as much as I was team Bianca in the first promo, I like thought Becky was hilarious when she was mm-hmm. doing the, the commentary. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I could see how you would like flip back on that. And that's mm-hmm. always the struggle when you're trying to be the heel, especially when you're a popular yeah. person. Cause like people still love you. So like you have to like really get like almost personal with people to make sure that yep. they stay hating you. Cause otherwise it's a weird situation where you're the heel, but the crowd's all like cheering you for stuff. So Becky is doing like, I think a pretty good job of so good. being like a bit of an asshole. Like to make sure <laughs> that people don't flip back to her side and be like, no, we actually love you and we love you doing this. So she's like, you have to like really like dive in to be that mean person to be that heel. Otherwise, it's just yeah. not gonna it's not gonna play. Yeah, is it's it? tough too because like the cool heel is a is a thing that happens sometimes where everyone wants to be cool, everyone wants to be beloved, even if they're the bad guy. And so you know she's she does a good job of somehow getting people to turn. So. Even though they love her, they're st- like you want to boo her. You want to boo someone who you love and admire in the ring, mm-hmm. and so that's like the goodness of Becky Lynch. Well, this goes. I have a question that kind of goes to that, Matt. So, like, oh. obviously, I'm a challenge, as you mentioned in your amazing intro that will never be forgotten. Brian is a big <laughs> simp for bananas, um, <laughs> and I don't like bananas, right? And b- bananas right. can be a heel yeah. in the challenge world, but. He, it's like one of the most disputed things, right? Like 
do you think Wes is a villain or do you support Wes? Oh. Do you think Bananas William? Do you support Bananas? Is is there that same kind of break in the fandom of wrestling or does everyone agree that like Becky is the bad guy in this situation? Is it more like clear cut? I think, okay. I think it's pretty clear cut that okay. Becky is supposed to be like the heel, the bad guy, but wrestling fans are notoriously fickle too. And so mm-hmm. like you could have okay. moments where they present <laughs> someone as like, especially when they try to present someone as like the hero or the good guy or the new star, you'll sometimes have fans turn on that person. And I don't have an example of that coming to mind right well, now. What I always remember is like WWE yeah. tried to build oh, up Roman John- Reigns as like the face of the company mm-hmm. for so long. Or even long. John Cena. And the fans like hated it. Like they would, anytime yeah. they would, he would be talking at an event, like I remember even watching it, they would have to like turn down the audience sound because they'd be booing mm-hmm. him and would have to like fake pipe in cheering because the fans were like, no, we don't we're not buying this. Like you, you're, you're trying to make him the good guy, but we don't buy it. So like do better. We're going to boo the hell out of this guy to make it super yeah. awkward. So like, that's like, again, you have to like really balance that. Yep. Yeah. But also exactly at the same that. time, it's just like the, I, I like the comparison to bananas and West there too, where there are, uh, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about how I don't like bananas and who, <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, still don't, I still can't forgive Wes <laughs> yes. for everything he did to Casey back or in the Dave day. On. Trashing yep. her. Oh my! I don't Get even, my steel oh chair. My. <laughs> 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 I think the difference. I think the difference here, here is the, the is. Um, I think I I can't remember if you guys talk about it on the the challenge podcast, but the difference is for WWE, we know that these are characters. Yeah. Even though most of the characters might be the actual artists in themselves turn up to eleven, we know those are the characters. And if you're really deep into the wrestling as an audience, you kind of would know who they are as a person behind the character. Like if you follow their Instagrams, if you're like really into like a certain person, like Bianca, for for instance, like her character is her just bigger, but off stage, she's just kind of like, she's so awesome too. So like if with Becky, she is presenting heel and she's presenting heel in a really good way to the point where you kind of respect her so much. This is where I'm at. I respect her so much that I'm booing her to let her know that she's doing a good job. And, but behind the scenes, I'm like liking all of her, her pictures of her and her daughter. Like, you know what I'm saying? So Uh like we, as a wrestling fan, you should be able to separate the character from the person. And if you're giving enough respect to the, to the person as the character, you will hopefully do what, they're eliciting you to do because that actually is the mark of a true like wrestler like i just i said it's it's both of them working so well at being able to play the 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 storyline that they're playing that it will be ultimately give us the the outcome that we want um and and make you feel good about the feud now when brian was talking about the roman reigns stuff roman reigns like he said was presented as a baby face for so many years and then certain subsets of the fans just didn't want want to buy him as a face they just didn't they felt like he was being pushed on their throats so they would boo him um it it didn't stop his push but like it definitely like has a a cloud hanging over a lot of the stuff that he did um so it's the fans like the fans are very fickle like matt said It, it truly is um and it's just are you willing to play your part in the storylines or do you want to hijack the storylines as a fan do you want to just be like nope i don't want it and and, you know be like rude about it true do do any of them try to keep their persona up 
uh, even on social media like get into like twitter yeah. feuds with like whoever they're feuding with they're like on instagram or or is it like when i'm on social media i'm just me and when i'm wrestling like on the show i'm my character well I read that the jewish king loves yes i was about to say <laughs> your hero oh, okay. yeah. your hero mjf he he likes to live the gimmick like he'll he'll flick off little kids and stuff like that <laughs> like giving you the full fantasy yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. Like, i like that was like notable in a quick google search it was like yeah he really mixes it up on twitter yeah exactly all right so i think i mean i think we all this was such a a highlight um of the week and of course all of the highlights of the week um all the clips can be found in our heavy our our handy dandy playlist either in your show notes or your podcast description hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Um, Let's move on because we have so much to talk about. We got some more WrestleMania build and and, um, Brian definitely kind of like alluded to this. We got Edge issuing an open challenge for anyone to face him at Mania. The the promo itself was really good. I love how Edge went over kind of his history with WrestleMania and, and almost like his career highlights. Um, when he talked about WrestleMania X7, I popped so huge because, I mean, come on, that was the best WrestleMania ever. And that TLC match is so freaking legendary. Um, but this open challenge plus years ago. Yeah, 20 plus. Yeah, <laughs> um, this this open challenge is great. I mean, I, it does suck that there's no build for it. But depending on who it is, Edge can help build a star. He can help, you know, um, uh, it reintroduce somebody to the fans. Uh, it can go either way, and I'm actually looking forward to to this. So, Brian, did you did you not like this promo? No, I oh. do. I just I just think it's like the type of thing that would be better or would fit better at more of like an off brand pay per view or premium live event. <laughs> oh, I, guess I gotcha. we are calling it but premium, like yeah, premium live like event. Yeah. WrestleMania, and it's yeah. like mm, we're just talking together. Is kind of sad, but his his promo was great. Edge is one of the best that's like yeah. ever been yeah, on the mic, is. so he was great. Mm-hmm. But like his face, like I thought he was gonna pass out. Like he got <laughs> so red when he was going through it. I thought like I had the contrast turned up on my computer. It was, it was kind of scary. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, he he was great, but other than he that, was yeah. serious. Yeah, it was it was that's but that was another moment where like when he started talking about his past moments, I was like, oh, let me just do a oh quick God, YouTube no. rabbit hole search and watch like all of his old highlights, and that kind of led me to that. But I mean, that's just great. So, I, I, is there any rumors like who he's supposed like who? he might be facing because i don't think they touched on it yet right i mean no not yet i they're cody maybe cody rumors um cody Rhodes just left aew the rumors are he might be coming to wwe we really don't know maybe that could be him i don't know um okay. what are you about to say matt aj styles is the the big oh is that the rumor that yeah mm, okay all right i'm feeling it you know, no, I'm I, with I, you, Brian, though. Like, it is kind of a lazy way to lead into WrestleMania to have a chance. Even, I mean, even if we look at across the spectrum of things, like a Royal Rumble win where you get a shot at the championship or an Elimination Chamber win where you get a shot at the championship or like whatever, that's kind of a boring way to lead in. They used to do a lot more fun, like, ooh, you ran me over with a car. Yep. <laughs> like, so Rikishi. now we're going to fight. Yeah, Ricky, like, so they used to motivate things a lot more and there's just mm-hmm. not the same fire. But, it's not. you know, maybe, I mean, that also might just be because they, like, maybe they feel like they don't need to put in the same amount of effort as they did yeah. when more people thought that it was, um, like, quote unquote real, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, uh, AJ Styles is good. I mean, uh, that'll be a, a serviceable match and all that. It wouldn't be my ministry, but okay. But it would be a <laughs> that is an understudy. That would be a serviceable match. Is not a rave. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it'll be a five star match, just not right. Like, uh, out of ten, my five star match. Yeah, maybe <laughs> like out of ten for me. Yeah, right. maybe it's five. But uh, no, mm-hmm. people will love it if it happens. Who who cares? There's no passion. It's like, passion. it's like you can definitely I can see that I can see why like AJ would want that that's a great uh, spot AJ is actually very good they're both like similar ages at this point and AJ can carry a match so and then Edge has been no slouch since he's been back so I can definitely see that being a good match um, very serious it's interesting that you you mentioned this Mari that it, that Edge fighting someone fighting Edge at Wrestlemania could make someone to stop like could enhance somebody's mm-hmm. career and Edge says that at the end of the program, like, if you fight mm-hmm. me at wrestling, I'll make you a star, which I kind of love that part of it, where it's like, it, yes, yeah. there's no long-term drama, which you know I live for in life and in and in wrestling, apparently, but it is, like, sort of not breaking the fourth wall, but it's a little meta that he's like, if you fight me, we won't hate each other, but I will make your career. Like, and that's, like, yeah. pretty fascinating stuff to mm-hmm. think about. It's not even just about, like, these feuds and these long-term rivalries but it's about like advancing your like brightening your star um which i I found really this is a promo that to me really worked where i wanted to see what this fight was so if that's like the point of the promo i was like interested in watching the match i know i'm using all the wrong terminology and i apologize no you're good oh no you're great Mm -hmm. but one thing that didn't really work for me as much is like nothing is super intimidating about a man sitting Issuing a a challenge from seated. I do live by the expression why stand when you can sit, but I feel like if I were a pro wrestler trying to be intimidating, I wouldn't I wouldn't be off my feet. 
<laughs> but that's just me. Like I'm not Edge, obviously. Right. Um, I think it's just more intimidating because we know Edge's backstory of like like the concerto, and he's like it's he's just trying to be really intense here. He, he, he likes like, chairs a lot. He, he likes sitting he's in chairs, chair like hitting people with chairs. I, as a history, I still stand by that like <laughs> in the ring is like not it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I maybe fine. just the type of chair, like I think a stool would be better to sit on. Not a stool. Stool, stool, yeah. stool's a little worse. Because then you're like a little closer adjacent. to standing on your feet. Like not even a chair. I think standing is more swivel. comfortable what than sitting on a stool. Around? Well, what yeah, but like. I oh swivel chair would be nice. And was like whoever wants to face around. me, swivel again. Yeah, oh and then the gosh. camera could like swivel spin chair. around the spin around the ring and follow. I like that. That's oh why Brian and I don't do video because it's like too much of a prop where I'm like I'm in the frame, I'm bouncing around. It's getting dizzy over here. Yeah, I should have <laughs> yeah. like the open challenge uh, uh, stool or, or a throne that it comes out anytime you see it on the ring. It's all right. Who's issuing the open challenge now? Mm. I just I love a good open challenge. I do. I was a big fan of John Cena's U.S. Um, title sure. open challenge. I don't understand why more babyface champions don't do that. Um, but I, I am interested in this. We also like we alluded to Damian Priest open had oh. an open challenge for the U.S. belt, but you know, like a I, I'm just not into it. So we're just kind of kind of move on because we're gonna save uh, some time here. But uh, Finn yeah. Balor came out to answer the open challenge. They have a match next week. Maybe Finn takes it off of him. Finn's uh, really over. I don't know. I If you're not going to give me a proper build for like a mid-card title, like a U.S. belt or an intercontinental championship belt, like this close to WrestleMania, I'd much rather you just do a ladder match. You put it at the top of a ladder and then have like four or five guys go after it. Just throw in the rest of the people and do that. I've been a fan of that. I know some people don't didn't like the whole ladder match at WrestleMania just to get people on the card, but I would much rather you do that than try to force a, a feud out of nowhere at week five, you know? So maybe that's just me. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also kind of at a point where like whatever they do, people will probably not that they'll be annoyed, but we're so close to WrestleMania that uh, it's kind of annoying that they like, they could have the best story and start yeah. it now. And people would be frustrated. Like I would be frustrated by that. So um I don't know. They're doing what they're doing. I don't think that they care. Like, Mari, we were mm-hmm. talking about Survivor Series. We were at Survivor Series in we Brooklyn. There, yeah. In Brooklyn. And Brooklyn. Uh, what was great was like, well, what was not great, actually, was that they didn't have any build. They didn't have any stories going into it. They didn't even seem to remotely try or care. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE and like the writing team for that show, um, at least, you know, based on what we could tell. So, Maybe they, and those like belts they, were on the pre-show. Like they were yeah, even they, on. And they have a ton of money, by the way. Like WWE <laughs> is not uh they got they've got plenty of money. So maybe they're not that worried about like like, we need to draw it just like Akiva. Yes, that was that was a reference. That was a shout out to Akiva right there. Um, who's definitely listening while at the O word. Um, but yeah, this is a segment. Uh Finn Balor, <laughs> it's good that he's back. He's also I just feel like he comes back and leaves so much that like I don't care. Mm, yeah, and we used he's, to care about him. He's super over right now, so I would not be surprised. Uh, like the the audience loves him right now, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they put the U.S. belt on him. But then again, what do you do at WrestleMania? Because if you if you give me Finn Balor versus Damian Priest next week, 
um, and Finn takes, takes the belt off of him, I'm not going to care if it's just a one-on-one match against uh, against those two at WrestleMania. I would much rather like a, a multi-man match or something like that. Okay. You know what? Let me just put this out there too very quickly, and I'm not going to look this up. I didn't look this up, but they've probably already had like 17 matches together, and like probably. they have definitely fought. And that's annoying. That's one thing about WWE where it's just like, yeah, we've seen this already. It's not that special. Um, but hey, it's probably going to be a good match, whatever they choose to do. So, so let's move on to something let's that I actually care, care about. So since, yeah, <laughs> since Brock won, Brock won the championship at Elimination Chamber. So uh, in Elimination Chamber ma- match, the men were actually fighting for the championship. And I thought this was so stupid. Like, that's why I didn't like. I didn't care about that match to begin with, but um, Bobby Lashley was taken out of the match and put into a concussion What'd you call protocol. Me? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Lashley goes into Elimination Chamber as the WWE champion. He doesn't even get out of the chamber because they throw, I think they threw Austin Theory at his, at his pod. He allegedly gets hit in the head, and I say allegedly because that was a really bad uh, spot that they did there. Um, he gets hit in the head. He gets taken out. He's carried out in <laughs> concussion protocol like halfway through the match, and they're like, oh, Bobby Lashley right. can't return to the match, so whoever wins this will be the new WWE champion, and it just pissed me off because we talked about last week, why, why even put the belt on him for two weeks if this was what was going to be the outcome um i guess they you know they felt like they were safe you know um helping him by not having him get pinned or anything like that which i guess but it just was so stupid because the moment this happened i'm like okay well brock's getting the title so it was like just why did we do any of this why did we do any of this we could have just kept the title on Brock and all of this, so I don't. I know. can't believe they could cut your protocol. That's wild. I mean, yeah, they, right? they, okay, they do. Right. it's amazing they do. Keep but like, it's amazing. Do <laughs> you mean you can't believe that they have it or that they put it in a storyline? Like, yeah, they yeah, might be concussed and have CTE based on this. Um, really bad spot where it didn't great. connect with his head. No, I'm not saying it should have. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Again, it's, an, it's another analogy. To the challenge, like how inconsistent is challenge medical, Brian? Like we're constantly right. like, oh, you yeah. can't return because you're stubbed your toe, but like you just like got your arm ripped out of your socket and you mm-hmm. can continue. Like it's it's it, this is just the challenge, but it's right. in and I think just like the challenge is like they decide whatever is best for the storyline. Like okay, well we yes. need this guy to fight, so you you know you can have your yeah. arm chopped off, but you're gonna finish this match. Oh, Wait. we don't care about you. Your eye got poked. You're out of the show. Mari, have we heard yeah. an update on how Bobby Lashley is doing? Like as of today. You know what? Can I text my aunt and ask so. directly? Yeah, ask ask <laughs> her, her aunt. Um, no, I ask because I see this doctor um, with their hand on Bobby Lashley's abs, and I wonder is Bob, similar to the challenge? Could Bobby be pregnant? <laughs> oh my god! Right, I still don't understand how women are getting on the challenge. Okay, the whole no. thing and not knowing they're pregnant. I'm not blaming it on I've the women. I'm this blaming before. it on the medical. That. I want Mari's pregnant women, women to be able to compete Mari is on the challenge. <laughs> no, I'm blaming the medical staff because I don't understand how you can fly people out to different countries and not run a full health screen Breach. on them. Cancel, 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 canc
claims and stuff. <laughs> Cancel Mari at Mari talks too much too, like the number two. And also, I want w- pregnant women to be able to do pro wrestling. I want them to be oh able my God. to do the challenge. I just want to be safer. At Spoken Mari, like Spoken like someone who's never been pregnant. Um. <laughs> I, I, I can confirm. I can confirm. Like I, when you challenge medical is worse than what? What was it? The the Chargers, um, the Chargers team doctors, just like okay, whatever Mark, happens, we can't happens. bring in sports to this <laughs> podcast. So I have I have a question. So I've I've never really seen Brock Lesnar very often on the mic, and it seemed like it seems super corny to me. Like I've never bought him on the mic. That's why Paul Heyman's been with him like his entire career. But right. it seems like the fans are buying it. Like are. Are people buying him on his own in, in this role? Oh, yeah. The people love him. They love the uh, good guy, cowboy Brock Lesnar run. They they love him. They're eating wow. it up. It, yeah. Brian, this is talking to me because, again, as someone who just saw this one clip, right? Like, mm-hmm. to me, the the exec, the fat cat, was the one who was not believable. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't uh, you care about talking about Paul Heyman? Heyman? He was like, he was like, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Heard of it? Wait, like, what are you saying like, right now? I'm sorry. Paul Heyman. I wrote this down because I was like, there's a roadblock, farm boy. I was not listening oh for him. Oh my gosh. That's is this, am I going to cancel? This is, a, this is, like, this is a scorching hot building take right now. I've learned a lot of shit from watching these wrestling <laughs> clips, so you don't wow. want to come for me in, in my DMs. People, you Paul guys Heyman. come for me, but the listeners don't. This is how we lose our show. <laughs> <laughs> is this shocking? Don't send me. I didn't, I told you I have no qualifications to be I'm watching the clips you said. I'll say, Paul, this wasn't his best work. I would say no, right. Probably, this is not, not his ten out of ten. But Paul Heyman, boy. Is the way he could sell a pro- like he could sell ice to an Eskimo is how yes, good he, he is on the mic. He so he is. I would That's say maybe this is like his six out of ten, maybe, but like he's he is so good. He is so, so he's like made Brock Lesnar, really. I'm out here screaming, take my money to all of these clips. I'm in our group chat being like, I'm living for all these clips. Yeah. I'm loving the wrestling. Yeah. And then I got to this and I was like, Yeah. It, 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 I can see that. I think he was still trying to play a little scared in this promo, um, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Because he Oh he god. Got, <laughs> oh my god, Matt. <laughs> He double crossed Brock to get back with Roman. So like the underlying tension to all of these this contract signing and all of this is is that, you know, Paul Heyman um left he's like the he's like the ex, he's like the Helen of Troy they're like fighting over. Like it's it's like a love story underneath it all. <laughs> also, I will add a Jewish king, because I did Google like yes, Jewish is. professional wrestler, like WWE yeah. people, and he came up and I was like, that's a stretch because he's not he's not fight does he fight? No, but he's he's okay. been one of the greatest like managers yeah. for like what three decades? Yeah, maybe. And Ali, I have a question for you. How many yeah. how many contract uh, signings has mm-hmm. a client turned and tossed all the security guards out of the ring? At, and then they, <laughs> right, okay, that's a whole other thing though because that was wild actually on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Like what? You can't. Yes. Th- oh my gosh, throwing furniture. This is great. I like this segment because so after we get uh, Paul Heyman was basically telling Brock like he's not going to make it to um, WWE with uh, uh, WrestleMania with the yeah. the uh, championship because since Paul Heyman is no longer his special counsel, he has to fight more, which is kind of funny because I like 
I love the thought of Brock. Like I said, Brock only fights like eight times a year. And I like the thought process of it. Like, oh, that's because Paul Heyman has been like negotiating. Yeah, that's the fi- that's the fine that. print in the contract. That's yeah. The fine print. Brock didn't read. Exactly. And now he, and now Paul's like, well, now you got to fight. And, um, and so we get to the contract signing on, uh, SmackDown. And I just love this whole segment just because Roman, I, I love Roman Reigns and just them signing the contract. All these security guys are here. And then Roman just gets up and says, all of this is mine. <laughs> he just starts when he says the commentary team is his and Pat McAfee was like, 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 it's like his propaganda <laughs> team. Yeah, contract it, signings are always so extra. It's it's so fun. There's always like it's so mm-hmm. preposterous that like they're even doing this to have a contract signing of a match. Yes. <laughs> like it's just so ridiculous. But None it's, it makes it's it. always yeah. so funny how it gets so like meta with that though. But the I, way okay. First of all, um, we have to look. This is my thing. I just because we're talking about contract signings, I just don't like the legal, the lack of legal legitimacy oh, here right. in right. the contract <laughs> signings. Like they're very <laughs> like that. You just sign a contract that you don't read. That's usually what happens half the time, and they then truly all, and usually there's an assault involved, which to me seems like. It's also problematic when signing contracts. Oh like, if, if, then you have to, like, if Brock Lesnar is standing over you when you're about to sign a contract, that is, you're under duress. And I don't think that that contract should hold. And I also will say that the way that furniture was used here was really disrespectful to the furniture. Yeah. Matt Scott Esquire. Um, <laughs> yes. Took me out of it was his, his outfit. Yeah. He showed up in jeans and a finance bro vest, which didn't really jive with the cowboy hat to me. But I was like, this guy's not going to tussle because he didn't come dressed to tussle. And then, he, and then I was like, oh, vest. okay. I guess like now we're fighting in a jeans and a vest now. But that, that always, also, he's always the, dressed the lega- to tussle. He's always dressed to tussle. I just wish it was. Like, I wish it was Patagonia. Though? That's all. I just wish it was a Patagonia vest. Patagonia vest. Oh yeah, my he's, going, he's going to Murray Hill after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go, oh no, I was just going to say done. something inappropriate about uh, finance bros and uh, things that they like to do. But uh, he he could do finance bro things. And how about the man this- bond on Les? I feel like that's going to look too. That's like, yeah, it, it, if he's not wearing his cowboy hat, I guess he has the man bun. Uh, but it was, it was just as he thought it would be. It was going to descend into chaos. Yeah. Um, this will not be the greatest match of all time, even though they're, they're hyping what? it up. Uh, nothing's going to ever be. be the greatest match of all time. I don't think, but uh, the one gripe I, I want to say before we move on, cause we just, def- we definitely want to get to everything we want to yeah. cover. Um, I don't like that this is a title for title unification match. They said unification. Sure. Like I, do not like that. Like I, um, the brands are split for a reason. <laughs> a unification match, a, t- a title for title unification match is when the person who wins it, they get both. Not only do they get both titles, but they're saying unification as if those titles will then be like it'll turn into one title. So like our powers love combined. each other very much. Yeah. Okay, yes. I got it. Which is which well, is very not cool because we well, have sort of, like a, that kind of implies one of the titles killing the other person. So like, no, I thought that was it. like a, the titles giving birth to another title. But there's yeah. only but like that would be two, two becoming three. Now it's two becoming one. So we're kind of losing one in the mix. Yeah, yeah, but like then two becoming. Didn't think I was gonna <laughs> sing the Spice Girls on the here. Spice Girls on here. Yeah, one of them might just disappear. Basically, yeah. is kind of how it works. We're Mari trying to just move it along. I am. This is like, me. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh wait, this is. So are sorry. we recording? 
I just feel like I don't know. I just hate I if there's a brand split, brand split means some people are relegated to Raw and some people are relegated to SmackDown. And because of that, they each have their own belts to fight for. And I like the I've always liked the brand split. Um, I think it gives people more <sighs> opportunity. And if they if they merge these top belts, I'm not I I truly think that's going to lessen the opportunities for people. And I don't like that they're going to merge the lineages too uh, of the belts. Mari, you have little faith. I think that I'm just going to, I actually, I kind of agree with you. I probably mm-hmm. have pretty much said that in past episodes, but I mean, this is interesting. I kind of want to get over the fact that they're going to unify the championships here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assume that they're going to have a new championship that pops up. I'm nowhere. I don't know how they'll do it. Hopefully yeah. they don't like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't really I don't want to think about it. We'll this see. is where speculating about how things like might make very little sense is just a waste of energy. So some people are saying that um, what if it ends in like a DQ and they both get to keep their belts? That's what I was. Just <laughs> that would make it the greatest. That would make it the greatest match. If it just ends in DQ. Yeah, um, that would be the great. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, no concussion protocols get in the way though. You see, Brian, exactly. I don't love it to be continued though. That feels like a a TBC. Oh, not a oh God! Nobody <laughs> loves the chat, especially in the challenge, right? Um, oh, but, but yeah, we'll see. We'll and we'll keep you guys updated on how this one turns out. We also got Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Um, the only good thing about this segment that I like, they didn't even put in the clip <laughs> that they put on the the YouTube. Um, Ronda actually came out beforehand and she gave a, a pretty good babyface promo talking about how um, you know she main event at WrestleMania with Charlotte three years ago, Charlotte and Becky. And then she left to have a baby. And and she talked about four months after having her baby, she's back on, you know, on the here on the screen and that it's her dream. She, I mean, the people loved it. It was a acceptable baby face promo. And then Charlotte came out and did her Charlotte thing. It was, it was the same thing we get every week. And then Sonya Deville attacked ronda rousey from behind ali did you care did what did you like anything about this clip that was <laughs> you're saying, did you care did you hear? i mean it's so funny though because i because ronda rousey was like really like the it girl of the moment like a couple years yeah. ago when she was sort yeah. of making the john cena the rock doing the rock johnson jump from like fighting to exactly. like go stardom and actually like lost track of her like i forgot about her a little bit and i was happy to well, see her i like what I was just gonna say that's probably because she said some things that people were kind of like, "Oh, did she?" Cancel me at last week. Um, okay, so I'm neutral to seeing her then until, until further research is done. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, no, I mean, there was one thing. There was like a some slight like maternity shaming where they were like maternity leave shaming. They're like, "The good news is you'll be able to go work on that second kid." And I was like, mm, "Okay, like I'll right. you a little better there, but." Yeah. Well, see, I like that because uh, that's again where it goes. Like, you need Ron to Ron have Ron. those. I don't like that, but like, I like it as like from the heel side of it. Like, you need to get like, those personal jabs <laughs> yeah. where it's like, okay, and then then it's like kind of. I like when the wrestling gets kind of fuzzy. It's like, well, that's kind of like I don't know. Should you say that? But also like they're a heel, so you can support it, but not really support it. So I, I like uh, I, I like the personal stuff getting involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love women. Brian shames women. <laughs> <laughs> the only person who supports women on this podcast is Matt. <laughs> 
who wants to see them in the ring. Uh, I do. No, he said he wanted to see pregnant women in the ring. No, that's what I mean. No, no, I want pre- okay, okay, wait. pregnant. No, no, let good. me let me establish this. Let me repeat man it to one man, time. Women, if wrestling. Ronda Rousey is pregnant and wants to wrestle, I want it to be safe enough for her to wrestle. And I don't want her to be shamed like Brian who is all for pregnancy shaming and I'm not. And you know what? You know what? Yeah. Honestly, pregnancy shaming is old news. That's so And I'm not afraid to say it. I'm anti-pregnancy shaming and I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds like a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. Mari, I'm so anti, sorry. Anti-pregnant, anti-pregnancy. I'm, anti-pregnant. I'm anti-pregnancy shaming and I'm not On your bumper? That'd be so weird. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> okay. Speak up. You have to speak up. <laughs> I'm going to make one of those later and then get a car so I have a bumper. So I have a place but to yeah. put my bumper. <laughs> this also is technically long-term storytelling because um, mm-hmm. it initially was supposed to be just Ronda and Charlotte at WrestleMania 35 and then Becky got so big that Becky was put in the match and then Becky won that match at WrestleMania 35. Um, so um, the plan was always for us to just get Ronda versus Charlotte. So it, it'll, it'll I mean, fun. yeah, but also I mean, I'm, I don't care. Like, I'm just not excited about I'm not Ronda. excited at all. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm the like, oh yeah, they've been doing it for a long, they've been building to it for a long time. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The way she sold the uh, Sonia hitting her knee, so like, the way she reacted to Sonia like, was like, it like hitting her knee, it was, or what was the it? chop block to the knee. Oh. I was like, Girl, you're gonna have to do some selling. Like you're gonna have to. I don't believe oh. that this hurts you. you these weird frowning is just not it. And I'm if sure she, she can't, her parents seven times though. I mean, seven. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. I would. It looked like she. It looked like Sonya just kind of came up to her and hit her on the side. Like that's how she reacted. She's like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> what okay i don't know i'm not i don't think there's gonna be like a good image of this or anything but mm-hmm. the thing that bothered me most about this is that right when sonia walked in so we saw her kind of like get in the ring and attack Rhonda. Mm-hmm. there was a there was like some kind of announcer there who just like straight up walked away Oh really? I didn't. Yeah, that. like I don't know who this was. Who was like maybe he was holding the mic for Ronda or something. But right when Sonya got in and attacked, he was like, "Oh, this is oh, none of my oh, business." It was, it was Michael Cole. It was Michael Cole. Oh was wait, Michael it was Cole. like, of course it was, yeah, Michael, yeah, yeah, Cole. Yeah, it was Michael Cole. I'm mm-hmm. like, who? I'm trying to remember who was in the ring. Yeah, um, they could. They didn't yeah. really show him. Yeah. Well, did you catch the, more the sign that one no, of the fans was holding? Um, no, what did it say? It said, "It said Toy Story Three is filth." Ooh, wait, I, I what? Know, Toy Story Three is getting some slander, but there Why? was a sign like as uh, I don't know, it was either, it was either Rousey or Robert Charlotte Flair was leaving. There was just a person holding a sign that said Toy Story Three is filth. That is what? hilarious. Yeah. Someone had to say it. What? No. Okay. I was 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 kind of more. We're done. Wrestling signs were like the original Twitter. Like that's how you like got your uh, your Mm -hmm. statements out there. Which I'm like, how did anybody see anything at old wrestling shows? Like if you look at old wrestling shows, it was oh my god, it was horrible. Signs like everywhere. Like how did anybody see anything? It was great and it was horrible at the same time. And then you can't even be mad because you're like, well, I guess I. Don't mind seeing all the signs on TV. You can't see anything when you're in the arena, but whatever. Mm. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they had more signs because I'm even looking at like some of these pictures in the background and you see a few. 
But because um, some of it, they get confiscated now. Like now, WWE since it's a PG project pro- product now, they they confiscate some of them. Um, but I was kind of more, I was kind of more upset. Like, uh, no, they didn't. They're like. We don't. We don't care. Um, they planted it. Hold this up. Yeah. <laughs> and some of it, did it look handwritten? Because you can tell when some. Yeah. When yeah. some signs, they're like, "Oh, this is the sign," and they, but they have like a permanent marker in their hand, and they. Mm. Um, <laughs> Those rascals. Yeah. So uh, after this match, uh, Sonya Deville was approached by uh, Adam Pierce, I think it was, and they were like, "Oh, you, you're um authority figure, and and you should not be uh, uh hitting Ronda." So because of that, we are going to put you in a match with Ronda next week, and we're going to no. like, evaluate your authority. I'm like, okay, so what happened? That makes no sense. It makes, makes no, no sense, sense because uh, Sonia Deville and Naomi have been going back and forth since October of last year, and and Sonia has been abusing her power against Naomi since October of last year. But y'all didn't care when it was Naomi. <laughs> but the minute it was Ronda Rousey, they're like, oh no, Sonia, you can't abuse your power of her to to mess with Ronda Rousey. Like, what is this, man? Tell us you don't care about black women without telling us you don't care about black. I mean, but like, no, you don't need to say that. Like, you know, not you. You 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 say that. They don't need to say that. They don't need to say that. Is what I'm saying. Like, it's like okay, we know. Um, Yeah, it's weird. It's Ronda Rousey. It was funny though. So that's the other dimension. It is so bizarre though. And you know what? I still don't. You know what? We're gonna one day. I'm gonna have to dive in and figure out more of like what Rhonda actually said because I don't know what she said, what problematic things she said exactly. I'll tell you. After but this. we're gonna do that later. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're probably gonna delete this whole episode when I when we. I did take a quick skim. I took a oh. quick Google search, and I I no longer was excited to see Rhonda Rousey back. <laughs> Damn. And <laughs> Oh wow. Oh uh, so speaking Good luck of on Google. Yeah, Google Google Rhonda and uh another reason not to be excited. We don't love Charlie either just as background. So um So speaking of Naomi, um later on Sasha Banks, like it was so weird because I was watching SmackDown and all of a sudden Sasha's music played. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember Sasha being announced for tonight. And I love me some Sasha Banks. We all know this. And it was mm-hmm. Shotzi Blackheart didn't even get an entrance, which I was like, okay, that that's not good for Shotzi. But then all of a sudden Naomi came out. I was like, what is happening? Why are all my faves out here? And I'm not even knowing what's happening. Um, you, you can bring that picture up, Matt. Um and so Sasha and Shotzi have what is probably like a two minute match. I think what's in the clip is literally the whole match, possibly. And Naomi was on co- commentary, not really engaging. But after the match, Naomi gets in the ring. I'm like, what is finna happen? Right. And Naomi says, you know, me and Sasha were coming for the, the women's tag team championships. And I'm like, gobsmacked. First off, Love both these women. I love Sasha Banks. I love Naomi. Had no idea that they were about to start tag teaming together. Like this is I don't know what's happening. I am shooketh. Um okay. Brian, what did you think about this clip? <laughs> yeah. Uh I thought it was a fun like surprise because it seemed like no everyone in the audience kind of was like gasp and was like, oh, okay, this yeah. is now like a thing. So all right, let's, yeah. let's get on board. So um it seemed like a fun duo to put together. Um have have they ever like 
been paired yes. together before. Yeah, oh, they yeah. have been, they have teamed together. They they were known as Team Bad along with Tamina um, back mm-hmm. in 2015. So it's not like they have they've never teamed together. That's why they had the their unity hand sign and all of that. But it's just like mm-hmm. this is out of nowhere, Matt. Yeah, no, I totally forgot about that when I was watching this segment. Um, and, you know, I always, you it's funny because you've mentioned like that 2015 Team Bad thing uh, multiple times. And I forget it. about it. I forget it about it uh, constantly. So thank you for the reminders of that. But no, it's, um, and I'm just pulling a picture for those who want to kind of reminisce on the team. Yes. Oh, this, this was so sweet. They have their little yeah. rise above cancer shirts. We love that. But yeah, this is, they go way back. And so I liked this. Um, the thing that I actually want to comment on though, Mari, did you notice the technical, or did any of you notice the technical difficulties happening on commentary during like all of this match? Oh, how uh, the, the Naomi got her freaking wouldn't... hair stuck in the headset. Oh, they were having yeah. like, mic. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't tell. That was one of the, I couldn't tell if that was like they really, didn't like, show an it or what was that? They didn't yeah. show it, but appara- I don't know. I wish we could have seen like. The yeah, I was watching the broadcast. <laughs> they it didn't they didn't show it, yeah. but when she no. had originally first put it on, like uh, Pat, Pat was like, "Oh, let me help you with that because it, her hair it, it's iconic, but it just is not." go well with those headsets um we did they do show her taking them off so she did manage to take them off when she had to go up there um but that probably was what uh is why we didn't hear her too much on commentary plus the match was literally like two it was a two minute match so i was like they clearly put this together at the last second because it was the whole segment itself was probably seven minutes so uh ali any thoughts about this clip I mean, this was one where the looks really stood out to me. This was mm-hmm. especially we had gotten there. I, the order I watched them in was a lot of like men and best as we discussed. <laughs> so I I was like, you know, I, I don't obviously I don't know the history. I'm so useless in this. But I was just like, honestly, living. For, I mean, Naomi's look, I think, was my favorite of the entire yeah. <laughs> clip series. So it was worth the headset issues that she suffered for, for fashion. Um, yeah, yes. I'm, ex- I'm excited that it's cool to hear the background now that these are like long-standing mm-hmm. pairs who are now back together again. It's kind of cool to know that like teams can kind of break up and come back together, and the storylines are never kind of like fully over. I like yeah. a good uh, break up and get back together story. Was it like yeah. was it drama or was just? Um, well, so when they were team bad, that picture that Matt right, right, um, right. pulled up, it's in for beautiful and deadly. If I remember correctly, they were actually heels in that, and it was a faction war. It's a long story, but they were heels. And then, um, as Sasha's popularity grew, they decided to turn Sasha face. So when they turned Sasha face, um, uh, Tamina and Naomi like attacked her, and then Naomi and Tamina they're actually related. Like they're related through marriage. Um, Naomi and Tamina are so they they turn on Sasha. Sasha and Naomi had like a small feud and then Sasha went on to be her own single star. And I don't know, uh, oh, it wasn't in the clip, but uh, Sasha's like a six-time women's champion, a two-time like women's tag champion. And, you know, Naomi went to to become a, a two-time SmackDown women's champion herself within that time period. So it, it was it was like bad blood, like storyline wise, because they had to move on from what they were doing. They were in those teams for about six months or so. 
So, but they've always been supportive of each other, period, backstage and all that. And so that's why when Naomi came out and she was on commentary and she was like rooting for Sasha, I was like, okay, this is regular, this is a regular Monday, but what's happening? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the, the kind of weird thing is, um, they've never been just a team, uh, just the two of them. And, Sasha's teammate Bailey, her her actual like tag teammate that they want, she's won championships with, is healthy. So I was like, is Bailey gonna come out here? And then not only that, she is healthy from what I understood. At the end of March, they said, or was it at the end of March? At the beginning of March? I don't know. We'll see. She's healing up. Yeah. Um. Uh. And (laughs) and so uh. Naomi actually has a tag teammate too who showed up in the women's rumble. So I was like, so it's kind of weird. I, I I was like, what's going to happen here? Because I felt like they could have gotten back with their original tag teams instead of teaming together. But either way, I don't care because <laughs> I love the two of them. I love them together. I want to see, they need to figure out what they're doing with the women's tag team championships anyways. It's a lot. It was just a lot. It was just it just was sprung on us. So I'm still trying to figure yeah. out what they're gonna do. But I'm I'm happy. My faves are on TV. <laughs> I don't know. Together. <laughs> Together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. So so that's it. Uh. And we can. So how was it seeing Johnny Knoxville on WWE TV, Brian? It was fine. Mm-hmm. I know he came up. He made his appearance in the Royal Rumble, right? So it was fun. I yeah. guess that's the, not just a one-off thing. Um, it is. It's very funny when celebs like I guess celebs. He's a celeb. Uh, when celebs yeah. get in the mix yeah. and want to like get their moment of fun of like getting tossed around and suplex and kicked and punched and stuff like that. Is there? Mm-hmm. Does he have like a? Is he going to be involved in like WrestleMania or is he like? Is this like a? <laughs> He will, he, no, he'll. Yeah, we think he'll be involved in WrestleMania. Yeah, I, but will he have a match? Is the question. Right. Hopefully not. Uh, Hopefully maybe not. he'll pop yes. out and like screw over uh, Sammy. Sammy, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, well, I'm hoping. Do, do yeah. they have celebrity guest referees anymore? Can he be that? Ooh, that would be. That? Ooh, that'd be good. Or they could have like a a corner corner person uh, yeah, corner situation person. where it's mm-hmm. like maybe I don't know who Sammy would have with him, or maybe he wouldn't have anyone with him, but Johnny Knox. Knoxville uh, could have a proxy. He could pick there. somebody. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like um, I don't know. Like maybe Steve-O either. could wrestle. I don't know. No. <laughs> or, um, <laughs> did you, did, Allie, did you like this? What did you, or were you simply confused? <laughs> I was confused. Love for, love some confusion though. And I was more of a Bam Margera girl, although honestly he might be wow. canceled. Like I can't, I have no idea. Uh, I, just, so I have I not seen everybody is. Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen the new Jackass movie, but it was yeah, it's fun. It's fun that people come in and like do like promos. I mean, he was wearing the merch. We love to see mm-hmm. someone rocking the merch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely fun and a surprise and nice to see a familiar non-Ronda Rousey face. Yeah, and this was a and this was a continuation. Look at how quick I can turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This this is a continuation on their feud because they were kind of feuding before the Royal Rumble and then Johnny got into the Royal Rumble and they continued their feud. And so Sammy won the IC title, the Intercontinental title from um, Shinsuke Nakamura last week. And he was just celebrating and then Johnny came out. So I'm, I am hoping that what Matt said, like I hope Johnny Knoxville picks a surrogate so that somebody else is facing mm. Sammy and then he's like the corner man. Or like Brian said, a good celebrity guest referee would be really hilarious. I would love that as well. Um, 
But, how do you think? Uh, how do you think Knoxville got involved? Is like his people reach out? I assume WD is not like Jack, knocking on. Yeah, for, for Jackass. Yeah, it, it was. It's an. It was just a long running ad for Jackass Forever, basically. Because uh, you think WWE's turning away celebrities if they want to get involved? They're like, nah, we don't. No, not I at mean, all. Well, like, again, Logan Paul was no, 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 on no. Raw. Yes, they, they are. They are like who? Give who? a celebrity. Like who are they turning away? Uh, WWE not, wants that main. Like Chris Brown, they wouldn't want Chris Brown. They don't want. There are a lot of rappers that they. There are a lot rappers like bow wow wanted to be a wrestler oh yeah ba- okay well exactly. yeah maybe not well you need to be relevant like, you have to be a relevant we did say celebrity yeah like, <laughs> well, called on time of bow wow just bow wow like, 12 32 p.m <laughs> eastern time bow wow just yeah, yeah, probably just getting Mari. ricochet shots over here like nothing relevant celebrities brian relevant celebrities uh yeah i mean what they're not they're not turning people away but they they used to have a lot of awkward celebrity stuff that they it, yeah did. they did now it's yeah. a little bit they don't do as much Better. but they had it weekly they had the guest hosts weekly and that was very oh awkward. i forgot about that that was really bad good for you this for this off. clip though uh sammy goes to kick i want like i said i watched everything live so sammy goes to kick johnny knoxville with the haluva kick which is like his his finishing move the first time he does he does it he basically <laughs> misses it completely he's trying to like protect Johnny Knoxville um, but at some point like they're like tussling and Johnny apparently Johnny told him like no do it for real dog and <laughs> that second time Is Sammy Zane yes that's a, apparently that's what they're saying happens like they um they redid the spot because of the whiff at the first the first spot but that second time sammy nailed him like right no but that was face. not johnny knoxville there's no way that johnny knoxville said okay brother like do it again do the do the do it again I johnny it knoxville of he would course love he did pain. he was no. like yeah just stab me in the think, heart if you I could i don't think johnny yes. knoxville is calling spots i think that johnny knoxville no he's not calling spots because here's like, the other thing why the hell? Look, he didn't sell it the first. He kind of tried to sell it the first time, and then he didn't really sell the move. And then he got up, and then Sammy did the right way. I feel like the refs or Sammy said, "I need to do that again because we can't." That's not a clip we could play to promote WrestleMania. That's probably true as well. Yeah, that's you're right. Yeah. You're right. Knoxville, I he, mean, if he's doing way, this, he's he wants gay. the full experience. Yeah, yeah. Like, throw him through a table. He's just throw into him off it. He's the, like, the, yeah, everything. Beat, he wants beat everything. me up. Slap exactly. me around a little bit. Yeah, that's his. That thing. was probably the least dangerous thing he had did that day. Right. <laughs> like, depending, he's like taking a now. foot well, to no, the face. Right. Like right. he's not the young uh, young man he yeah. used How to old be. is he again, Matt? Can we correct his numbers? <laughs> Closer to seventy than to one. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's really true. Actually, well, that's probably true. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Like he's 35. <laughs> if he's 35. <laughs> there's no way. Oh my gosh, I'm dead. He's this man is like closer to 60 than not just He is 55. Oh, he will be 51 March 11th. Happy oh, 51. Mm-hmm. Closer oh to 60 than to 30. That just took me out. Look at that. All right. I mean, I'm closer to, no, no, I'm not closer to 60 than 30. I'm closer Wait, to 60 than 30. This is a very intense conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was it that was the highlights of the week uh for uh smackdown and um for ron smackdown let's take a break and then we'll go into nxt it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So let's just quickly talk about uh, the biggest thing on um, NXT is the men's Dusty Cup. Uh, of course, that ended last week at Vengeance where the Creed Brothers won. But this week we got the women's. Okay. It's called the women's Dusty, the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Oh. Um, Ashley from uh, the Job Has a Squad cast, she said in the early days of the podcast, what did y'all call it? The Dusty Cup or did I make this up? It is the I Dusty think, Cup. It is the, it's te- well, it's technically the Dusty Classic, but they're fighting the for the cup. Dusty Cup. They're fighting the, the trophy itself is the Dusty Cup. So I guess I just mm. I just took it like you know how the Stanley Cup like or the Stanley you know but anyways I it's call it the Dusty Cup. That was Ryan's nickname in high school. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you feel about the name Dusty Cup? The Dusty Cup. Um, it makes me. It triggers my asthma, actually. So, <laughs> so Ali, I know you had a, a really big reaction to one of the clips, uh, Matt. If you can uh, pull up the bracket, we got a few mm-hmm. matches this week for the women's Dusty. We got, um, we got Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray versus Amari Miller and Lash Legend, and we also got Casey Catanzaro and Kaden Carter versus Ivy Now and Tatum Paxley. Uh, Ali, tell me what what you were looking forward to in these clips, talking about in these clips. I mean, obviously, I have to support my blood relative, Lash Legend. <laughs> I don't know to, whether I love her or I hate her because, like, <laughs> she stole my name. <laughs> and I would love to steal her look. She is, I looked up, she's six feet tall. Like, she is uh, an tall. unbelievably, stunningly mm-hmm. beautiful person. <laughs> I don't know about her personality. But I was, I loved Ooh. the whole look, and I <laughs> that is my alter ego now forever. Lash Legend, yeah, she used to play um, basketball, she Zero. used to play, I think, NCAA basketball, women's, and I can't remember if she was in the WNBA or not. I don't think so, but she, I know she used to, she came from a basketball background, and she's I'll just fairly- say she would. Let's just say she was in the WNBA. Why not? Who's going to fact check that anyway? NXT, NXT is WWE's developmental brand. So uh, these are all like uh, new up and comers or it's like people who are like working on their characters. It's considered their developmental brand. But yes, Lash, Lash Legend and Omari Miller teamed up. Uh, against Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray, they really had nowhere to go because Io Shirai, again, is yeah. one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. And Kaylee Ray is right up there. She's the longest modern champion, like NXT women, UK women's modern champion, holding the belt at like 400 or 500 something days. So the two of them teamed up and then poor Lash Legend and Amari Miller um, had They're to go up against them. Yeah. Not as established at all. Um, exactly. 
This yeah. makes a lot of sense just over the, the clips overall now, because I was I had some questions about some of the characterization and like we watched some clips of um, I think it was Cora Jade was yes. training. And I was like, yes. why are we acting like this incredibly fit athletic woman has like never worked out, can't do a yeah, sit up. Like, yeah. This is a professional athlete. I'm confused. Yeah. NXT focuses on like character work a lot more than the um the main roster does. And so yeah, we got Cora Jade begged Raquel Gonzalez to be her tag team partner. And then now they're doing all these training montages so that they can, yeah. you know, win the cup and all of that it's like it's not needed it, it's truly not needed i it's like the whatever. goofiness of it i like when it, they don't yes. take themselves too seriously I'm yeah like, oh, i'm getting up at 5 a.m and i'm like oh i want to do like a training for survivor type challenges now so uh i, I yes. like the goofiness of the promos i wish that was almost more in, in the WWE on roster. the main roster right yeah. like if we had really done, like nxt 2.0 is honestly the best wrestling product for to me personally like um because i love that they flesh out the characters now do i like the characters as much as i like some of the main character uh, the main roster people no but i do like that they give them more like promo work they give them more like we saw we also saw like uh the wendy chu and dakota kai of it all um yeah. them trying to become a team I love that, like goofy, like Brian said, backstory more than some of the just go out there and wrestle type stuff. Um, so I do appreciate NXT 2.0. Um, yeah. But like, the could we just acknowledge, like the act, okay, Raquel, Cora and Raquel are, are, should not be acting. <laughs> this is true. Like, <laughs> it was uh, rough. No uh, lies detected. Yeah, I'm not gonna break it down, but like, it, it, it's no, the acting was very poor. But I, that almost made very it poor. The scripting of it was like really poor. Like, I really felt like when I first saw it on, uh, well, the different segments that we've seen with them, I felt like like maybe a high school student who like is somehow doing this as like an internship wrote those segments because. Uh-huh. That's what it was giving. Um, Not a high school intern. It was a high school intern. <laughs> hey, your interns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't so, know. I, I really want to know who's writing there. And that's what. And that's what I kind of meant about like I didn't need it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't need it, but I thought it did I mean, give a little but, bit of yeah. the background. Can you just bring the bracket up one more time, and we'll just set the mm-hmm. table. Um, Ooh, we'll talk season. about the the bracket and then we'll come back for the finale like we normally do with the dusty cup so on the left side of the bracket if you're not watching the youtube we have uh io shry and kaylee ray one against lash legend and amari miller uh they beat uh lash legend and ari miller so um eo and kaylee ray uh klr they move on um kaden carter and casey cantorizaro beat ivy nile and tatum paxley ivy nile and tatum paxley ivy niles from diamond mine and then they introduced tatum paxley last week to kind of be a part mm-hmm. of diamond mine but i don't know yeah. how that's gonna work because after the match ivy nile kind of turned on t- tatum paxley a little bit beat her up a little bit so we don't know if they're going to continue to be a team or not but either way the next um for the Tatum next matchup, we're going to get EO and KLR versus Kaden Carter and Casey Cannonzaro. On the right side of the bracket, we haven't seen the matchups yet, but we have Indy Hartwell yeah. and Persia Parada versus Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. That should be interesting um, since we have an yeah. established tag team in Indy and Persia versus Wendy and Dakota, who might not be on the same page. <laughs> um, 
And then, of course, we got we get Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. We saw them trying to work on their team chemi- chemistry versus um, Ulisa Leon and Valentina Faraz, who uh, we talked about a few weeks ago. They're kind of new, yeah. they're newbies. So we'll see how that goes, and we'll report back when the f- finale the finale comes. Matt, were you about to say something? No, I mean the you know we'll see how this goes. Yeah, um, a, a lot of these teams I, feel thrown together. Sorry, I'm just like caught up on the name Tatum Paxley. Oh God. <laughs> Is there yeah, it's, it's a is it either a great name or a horrible name? Is there ever like a formal thing where like if you win this you get promoted to WWE or is it just like they just promote people when they feel like that would be smart. That would be smart. But this for this one, if they win the Dusty the Cup, they get yeah. they get a they get a shot at the women's title. So that's the mm-hmm. the prize for this. And they, they really the should they really should do that though sometime where it's like, oh, here's a tournament and like the stakes are that you get promoted to but WWE that, Raw. And but then that like, would mean that that would be the prize. And it was just like Well, no, that would be the prize. And then they were just scripted <laughs> would that so the, the person but it would just be like you would you wouldn't be surprised about who wins that probably. Mm-hmm. All right. Like the person okay. There we go. So, yeah. Look at that. There it is. So that's all for NXT NXT 2.0 right now. We will uh, dive into that maybe some more in the next coming weeks. So before we we say bye to Brian and, and Allie, we have to get into the shoot. Um, the shoot is either any oh, unplanned, <laughs> un really mad, <laughs> unscripted, <laughs> or real life occurrences and. Or wrestling yeah. events. So for us, uh, we like to shoot on anything that either makes us like laugh, cry, things we want, we like, things we don't like. This week, we're going to talk about MJF and what it, people are calling as the best promo ever. We got a really good promo from MJF on Dynamite this week. I am actually going to let Ali Lasher take this away because <gasps> she, she had a lot to say about this promo. Whoa, that we've yeah, never done I that mean, before. Yeah, Brian, would it surprise you to know that uh, he is from your neck of the woods? That this is Plainview MJ MJF. It would not surprise me. Is that actually true? It's true, and yeah. I had to keep it quiet for like the three days that I've known this since I Wikipedia yeah. him. Uh, he grew up where Brian's from, but he's only twenty five. Awesome. You know him? Yeah, he's very young. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. You familiar? I don't know if that's his real name, but. <laughs> This is complicated, right? Because like yeah. we love to see Jewish athletes. We being me, I'm just speaking for everyone. Uh, yeah. But yeah. but but is he the best representation of a, of a Jewish person? Maybe not. Like we have the Burberry scarf, and people are <laughs> booing him, and he's like, "I've suffered," and then he's screaming about being a Jew boy. And I was like, I don't know if this is like this yeah. is giving what it needs to be giving. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy he's here, and from what you guys are saying, like he's one of one of the better developed characters. Is that what yeah. I gathered from our earlier mm-hmm. conversations? Um, it was certainly fun, and it did rile me up. I was like <laughs> screaming. I googled him. I, yeah, he was born uh, from Wikipedia in the suburbs of Plainview, New York, on Long Island in 1996. And it That's does talk hilarious. about his ADHD and him being yeah. bullied, and he talks about that. Some some like shady ass like wrestling wikis were like allegedly he has ADD I'm like the man is uh, like screaming in the ring um I don't know it's legit. okay I believe people yeah. uh um, yeah, let's by the way people. as a side <laughs> note as as you mentioned his wikipedia I, his name off. is his name no 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 you're great and I'll just say his name his like shoot name is Maxwell Tyler Friedman 
So not even that far off. The middle day. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Weird. I guess MJF sounds weird. better than MTF. I, I mean, I guess it sure does. It does. It does, yeah. Like, I was dying too because he was like, then he's telling this like harrowing journey about being bullied, and he's like, and then it was Friday, and I was, I was like, is he about to be like, it's Shabbat? It's like, no, I'm yeah. punk. <laughs> and so here's what I don't understand. And honestly, I was like googling, uh-huh. and he was like, you cowardly quit the WWE in 2014, uh-huh. and then I had to come in, and I had to be the one uh, to to like to live my own dreams. Uh-huh. I didn't know. I didn't know when I was watching this clip that he had beat. He beat CM Punk in early February. Is that not true? Yeah, they've been feuding since November of last year. So they've been like mm-hmm. going back and forth. But it's like it, it, when it, they've been trading wins, they've been like cheating. Like if if he beat CM Punk, it's because somebody helped him. It's like it's it's been a lot. We've been dipping in and out. I of love this cheating. Feud. I love cheating mm-hmm. in, in fake games and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. real games for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've it been was, dipping know, Brad, did- in and out. I'm screaming. I'm not making any sense, but it was, you know, no, you, don't see, I like, you don't see a lot of this. I was frankly surprised. I was like, wow, someone's like an openly Jewish character. And then obviously there's Goldberg, who even I know. But mm-hmm. like, it was, I didn't love the Burberry scarf. Uh, that was my one like trigger. I was and like, that's like his that. thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> love that for us. That is his thing. Yeah. So this is the reason why we're talking about this because everybody told us like this is the greatest promo of all time. Did he just turn face? And like it was a good promo. I'll definitely say it's a good promo. Um maybe I was because people kept telling me how good it was. I had like high expectations. But yeah. I thought it I thought it was very good. I thought it was serviceable. I thought it was you know, it's kind of like, oh, you you're mad at him for leaving when we all know the whole reason as to why CM Punk left WWE. It wasn't necessarily his, you know, <laughs> his doing. You know, we we talked about the history of CM Punk on here. Um, so it was it was very interesting promo. And there, people are saying, are we going to get a double turn when they do their feud? Because people have have been saying that CM Punk should go heel, and they felt like this promo was a good way for MJF to go face. But the live audience didn't really um, yeah. seem to resonate with them. Matt, do you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, I, I mean that's that was another. I mean, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, but you know, the fact that the wrestling fans like heard about like ten different things that are anti-Semitic, and then like by like maybe by the eighth one, they're like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't be cheering for this or booing this, or whatever <laughs> it was. Like very inappropriate reactions to things, and and it, it also was like very clear that they were having a hard time getting the gist of words and the promo Mm -hmm. through their heads when they're like this is a bad guy we're supposed to boo him and i think it's Mm -hmm. tough too because mjf mjf is someone who isn't i think he's like if i had to kind of give an assessment of him i think he's someone that people really really like and they see his talent and they they love him as a character but maybe similar to Becky Lynch, they are like, they'll boo him because that's his job. And so Mm -hmm. I just, this was very odd and confusing. And uh, like, if you factor in the crowd reaction, um, I, I thought that the promo, I mean, just with the crowd reaction in mind, the promo was kind of in my mind hurt a little bit too, by the fact that it's like, what is going on here? Um, like what are these fans doing i'm just glad that it didn't get like darker or worse in in any way 
but I'm glad I'm, I'm, I love that he like said the things he did in the promo because it felt very, very real. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought the crowd reaction almost made it better because they were like experience it, experiencing it live from how everyone was. So, like they also were like, <laughs> as you said, like, oh, we hate this guy. We hate this guy. But then it was like, wait, like kind of feel bad for him. But also we still hate this guy, but we kind of feel bad yeah. for him. So it was a great balance of that. And it was the perfect, again, like why like some of the promos I love where it's like, is this real? Like, is this actually his experience as a kid? Or is he just like creating this as his character, like built him up? And it's like, you, the best thing that the best way that wrestling is the best is when you're questioning, like, is this real or is this fake? And like, mm-hmm. I think it's real, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. Maybe he's like, I had this idea for this character of like of building that myself up and blaming CM Punk. And I want to make myself like kind of go either way. And it's, it's, it's interesting spot for his character where depending upon his next couple promos, he can either lean into like, trying to become a face or even becoming even more of a heel of being like you mm-hmm. ruined my child at CM Punk you're the worst and everyone likes CM Punk so they're going to side with him so it really kind of gets uh, it allows the writing and the script and the character kind of go whichever way they want leading into their fight and to their match and then they can kind of judge it based off the audience reaction like and determine who they want to be the face here because it kind of opens them up to either possibility this might I be controversial but it'll probably be the least controversial thing i said today i think Uh, the way that it ended um where he just sort of walks out of the ring and cm punk comes and is like is this for real is this for real like i i kind of like that a fight didn't break out between them in this moment and it was sort of like emphasized like this is real whether it be for the character or in real life like this is like it emphasized the moment that he just like walked away from it it wasn't like a theatrical fight so it's like weird to yeah. say i'm glad a fight didn't break out in a wrestling ring but no, that makes in this sense. Case, oh. I am. no the best moments sometimes the most impactful moments in wwe are when there's like no fights when it's, it's just them talking and like especially when he says that yeah. where it's he doesn't even have a mic so like the, the crowd doesn't even hear cm punk say that so it's like it makes you even think more like wait is this real like he's not even saying it for the pop of the crowd he's saying it for the tv audience so it's like wait is is CM Punk like actually like hurt by like this? He didn't mean to like upset this kid. Like is he? Yeah. Like so it, again, it, like it adds to that. You know what? Yeah. I I hope that they really keep MJF as a heel because, I mean, this is the thing. Like, and this is the beautiful thing about this character. Like, it's you. You could have like some really horrible things done to you and also still be an asshole. And that's, <laughs> and like, Amen. that's what he's giving. And I, I think it's okay. Like I, if people are thinking, Oh, is he going to become a face? Like, n- no, but like, that doesn't mean that you should, you know, that doesn't mean that it's okay. What happened to him? It kind of gives the backstory of the character. Like right. I'm not the uh-huh. biggest comic book fan, but I always think of like the Joker, like there's such a backstory there. And I, Mm-hmm. kind of would compare MJF to that in terms of establishing why he's a jerk. Yeah, Jacob is- from the the Facebook group asked us, yeah. was this MJF's uh, was MJF's incredible promo the beginning of a face turn or a villain origin story? And uh, I mean, great, great question there, Jacob. Yeah. Vill- Matt wants it to be a villain origin story. I kind of do too. I mean, it, Ali, you asked us like in the beginning, like, are there clearly established face and heel dynamics if there's one person in this wrestling industry right now who has such a clearly defined alignment it has been mjf he has been a heel for forever and he's so good at it and he lives and he breathes it so in order for him to turn i feel like it would it would be a lot it would take a lot but it also wouldn't take a lot because no matter what 
he still gets the booze, but see, he still has the respect. And that's the biggest thing. If you have the respect of the audience, the audience will play along with you. And he, I think if he wanted to turn face, he could make it happen. But I don't know if he necessarily needs to turn face. But uh, I guess it just de- depends on where they want to take the story or where they want to end the story at Revolution on, on I think, March 6th. Um, will be there. They're like hey. pay-per-view or something like that. Or is it a, um, a live event there's, or something? There's no way that I'm just going to like more firmly. There's no way that they're turning him face here. Right. Okay. Really? Is that how we do it? We're like, okay, I don't know. Here's I what I, know. here's, here are all the horrible things I experienced, which like is important to say. Like that doesn't make someone automatically not a villain. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes them mm-hmm. a lot more understandable. And I like him a lot more for sharing it, but I don't know. We'll kind of see where they go with it. So we'll just pull it right now before we end. So Brian, what do you think? Do you think he'll go face or stay oh. heel? Uh, I think he'll stay heel, but I think like this is like when eventually at some point in his career he turns face, like this will be like looked back yeah. on as like the starting point and maybe like a year mm. from now when he turns face it's like, oh, okay, we saw the groundwork. But he'll mm-hmm. st- I think he'll stay heel through the next match. Mm-hmm. Allie? I didn't think they villainized CM Punk sufficiently in this clip for mm. like the full yeah. clip. Is, is that Great what would have point. to happen? They they sort of have to flip. And I think mm-hmm. he showed up like a little bit like his door is open. Like he wasn't like mm-hmm. angry. He wasn't like this is bullshit and like attacking him, which would have been a good point for him to turn also. So I think not enough has been done, but it's definitely groundwork if they if they want to. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That. So that's the end of the shoot. Um, let's take <laughs> let's take a Put quick it. break, and we'll we'll get into our clothes. All right. I mean, guys, it was amazing having you here. The Wrestling Wrap Up meets the Challenge Podcast. We are so glad to have you guys, Brian. Can you tell the people where to find you and um, what you're what you're up to? Sure, they can find me on Twitter, Cohen Brian underscore. Coming with a C, Brian with an I. Uh, you can normally <laughs> find me on the Challenge Podcast when that comes back. I think May, the Challenge All-Stars 3 is returning. They actually took and a then break. I think Look there at that. Be, yeah. And then there might be like five different Challenge seasons on at once for the next year. So I think you'll be hearing yeah. voice, but until, uh, until May. Good luck. Just, just on Twitter. <laughs> Allie, where can the people find you? You can find me at Lash Tweets, and I apologize for coming in. And I recognize, like, I came in, well, I was invited in, but I came in to, like, an established fandom, and I showed up and just said oh, a lot no. of shit that I don't know about. So thank you for having me. <laughs> no, uh, a fan it has is been okay. <laughs> this was so much fun. I love you guys. So this was a, a real joy. Um, here's a scoop. I hope that um, NGOG, New Girl, Old Guy, is back next week because uh, Kiwi, cool. the, the eagle has landed. Kiwi's back at home. So hopefully, uh, you'd think like an eight-hour time difference would be harder to manage than when he was uh, in Connecticut, but alas, uh, it was not. So hopefully, we'll be back. And that's if you like the show New Girl or you don't. I'm a New Girl fan. Akiva is not. We watch the episodes. Uh, so hopefully we'll be back this week. You can check that out at anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. Otherwise, everything Brian said, I'm I'm right there, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> wow. Yeah, good luck. Uh, uh, you, you got the challenge, challenge all stars, the challenge. Yeah, doing it all. Yeah. Again, yeah. Call us if you need help or something. Exactly. Yeah, we're always here. You we, know, we, we already watch. do, and we will continue to. Yeah. <laughs> 
Matt, where can the people find you? Yes, you can find me, um, Matt Scott GW, on the socials. Um, but, you know, I will give some plugs to Pod Friends. My other, my, uh, my, I feel like I, I kind of cheat on Mari with Pod Friends, but she was on okay. Pod Friends, so it's kind of okay now. It's an open relationship. It's definitely an open relationship. <laughs> or maybe it'll look like a polygamous thing. Let us know what you think yes. of the dynamic. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, Pod Friends, another episode coming up actually this weekend featuring the one and only Sasha, Sasha Joseph. Yeah. Sasha Joseph, the other Sasha, as yes. some in wrestling might say, but she's the number one Sasha, Sasha in our hearts. And so Sasha's coming up and actually um another upcoming the actually the final interview for this season of pod friends with the one and only wendell holland and so Woo! if you are an rhap patron in the patron facebook group i posted a question and a link and a form and you could submit questions for wendell that i may possibly ask so that's what's coming up for me Yes, awesome. And of course, you can always find me, uh, Mari Forth at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two, like the number two. Uh, we have a few things coming down the pipeline. Uh, follow me there, and I'll I'll do some announcements when we get closer and closer Damn. to um, the day. See, like you said, it's an open relationship. So I, I got a few podcasts in the works here. Um, so just <laughs> that's stay a tuned. good promo, even though you're seated. I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> so of course please rate review and subscribe to um the wrestling rehab up podcast feed wherever you get your your podcast um tweet us using hashtag wrestling rehab up and so um we will see you guys next week just remember wrestling is for everybody but not all wrestling is for everyone bye Come up, lay it down, just like Matt Amari. Wrestling over half ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Full of Ric Flair, huh? Showing out like a young couple Blair, huh? Best podcast, flush it in the air, huh? From the rings and we win it, don't care, huh? No cap. Throw them up, lay it down, just like Matt Amari. Wrestling over half ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.